Welcome to the Everyday Hero Podcast, a podcast dedicated to telling the inspiring stories of those among us who have overcome immense odds through resilience and determination. My guest today is Anthony Averkon, a man who faced a dreadful childhood. He was raised by drug addicts and had to live with a mother who suffered from drug-induced schizophrenia and a father who ended up in prison. His days were filled with constant fear of abuse from multiple foster homes until his rescue came through the armed forces. Over the duration of his army career, he was able to acquire valuable skills and develop a warrior mindset. He spent his military career serving with the great men of the 227 of the 25th Infantry Division in Hales from Merced, California, and he's here today to tell us his triumphant story. He is a beloved friend of mine and an amazing human being. Thank you again, Tony, for the opportunity. So here you go, friends. Here is Anthony Alarcon. All right, man. So first of all, thank you for coming, man, because I, I thought you were the perfect individual, the first person to come on this podcast. I think you were very perfect because you have a perfect attitude towards life, stoic attitude, confident attitude, competitive attitude very disciplined because i will i actually actually you want to move the mic down just a little bit so i'm not staring at like the there we go a little bit boom, boom there oh that's perfect <laughs> but yes yeah, like yeah do you just have like a a personality to you especially when i first met you when i first met you for the very first time with the fucking beanie on do you remember that well in the, in the, the hq New York fold, I call it. At, the hq the fucking you had a, you had the beanie on i was like who the fuck is this goon Who's right, this here? Guy right here who the fuck is this guy and then I will, I can, so I was talking to my dad about you uh, uh, before this podcast because I, I was, he was like, why are you, why are you bringing on these people? Like, what is your motivation for this? And I was like, well, no one ever talks about like the common man, like the yeah. common, like, like the everyday man, the guy that just works, doesn't give a fuck about fame, doesn't give a fuck about medals, doesn't give a fuck about anything. He just cares about working and providing for his family, yeah, you know? Yeah. So I was like, dude, this guy's perfect because all he ever cares about is professionalism, discipline, and just striving to become better every single day. And That's I was like, right. dude, this is the fucking perfect, perfect guy. But this is Anthony Alarcon, guys. And then just tell us about your fucking bring up. Give us like a good brief rundown so that they kind of know. Because before this, I'm going to talk about it, but I want, I want you to tell your story as well. And then I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions that I have written down here. And then we'll fucking kick this off, man. So okay, okay. So uh, just a caveat of what he was saying. He was saying about the discipline and everything. Everything comes at a price. Um, I did hear a quote the other day that said, no one knows how much, what was it, something like, something of that nature. It's like, no one knows how much you've been through to make you so gentle. So it's the same thing. No one knows how much you've been through yes, yeah. to make you so disciplined. Mm -hmm. right? That's the case for me. So my whole childhood, let's say from the age of five to six, I'm not too sure, not mm -hmm. too familiar with the ages. I was young, so I'm not going to know everything. Right. But yeah. from the age of five to six, I grew up with two drug addict parents. Mm -hmm. I had a mother who was strung out on drugs, and I had a father who was strung out on drugs, but got arrested. Yeah. So left the responsibility. Oh, to, so okay, one got yeah, arrested. Okay. One it left the responsibility to my mother to take care mm -hmm. of us. <clears throat> she ended up having drug-induced schizophrenia. Mm -hmm. So the only way to, you know, get rid of these witches that she would see notionally all around the room mm -hmm. is by taking drugs. Yeah. So. When it comes to paying rent, you know, what she's going to choose, she's most likely going to choose the thing that gives her her peace. Exactly. The drugs. Yes, yeah. So rent would go unpaid. Mm -hmm. We would end up on the street. Sometimes we would sleep at parks. Yeah. Sometimes we would sleep at her friend's houses. Mm -hmm. 
sleep at her friend's houses, and uh, it would be like, we'll take up some real estate on the couch, some real estate on the floor, real estate in the kitchen. doesn't matter. As yeah. long as we have some real yeah, estate. Long, yeah, yeah, yeah. So everything comes at a price, price of discipline, um, was going through a hard time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I ended up being in foster care later after that. I'm not sure if we have any questions about that later. But yeah, we, I ended up in foster care for, from six to 18 years old and 19 years old. Um, the only way out was through all, the army. Yeah. Right. And before that, I wasn't as disciplined, but I understood small concepts of it. Yeah. But yeah, the army got me free. Mm. I'm a free man now. Yeah. And I'm free from the army too. <laughs> Dude, they do take you Amen, in. Amen, brother. <laughs> Shit. They do, take you, they do take you in. They and do. Then, and then they keep you there and they're like, oh, they just keep choking you out until you have nothing they left do. until no blood is rushing through your veins. But now I've I've been relieved of that grasp. Yeah. So now I'm a free man. Yeah. And uh, here I am today. Yeah. Still trying to uh, incorporate the mindset that they gave you. Yes. Some of it called brainwashing. But yeah. but, but it, I try to develop the mindset they gave me and the yeah. lessons they taught me. Yeah. I try to bring it back to yeah. this real world and what I can do with it. Yeah. Because we're capable of so much. We are, man. Not just mm-hmm. the status quo average. Mm-hmm. So, like, one of the things, like, every time I think about, like, bring-ups like this, because uh, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts about people kind of, kind of like, just had ruthless bring-ups and, and just had just been dealt, like, a terrible card, like, a hand of just, like, what the fuck? Yeah. And so, it's, like, what do you think, like, how, how do you think you developed that mindset? Because there's, there's people that were in similar, similar situations like yourself. Yeah. But they went completely the wrong way. Like they became homeless. They became drug addicts, drug addicts themselves, mm. and like they also they also like blame their parents for it. But then like in your case, like I've never once ever heard you like complain about your situation or ever like bring down your parents or any type of family members. Like mm. you're always like super like like I said, you're always super motivated and disciplined and, mm. and professional. And just like what where do you think like when you were growing up? Where do you think that turning point was? Or like you like you thought like, damn, I will never fucking do this, like, or I'll never take that path, or I'll never want to do that ever, or like ever even start it. Cause like that's fucking motivating, man. Because like there's just there's just like sometimes I catch myself yeah. complaining about life and then, then I'm like thinking about it. I'm just like, bro, what am I even complaining about? Like, mm-hmm. why would I even bring that up? Like why like why bring that negativity in the world when people just don't even have stuff that i even have like that stuff so like where where in your life did you see that turning point was it like six seven eight or was it like when you went into the military and you're just like i can't even do any of this sort of stuff but like where, where was that turning point for you my turning point is the funniest thing ever oh, okay getting off the bus oh not, not in directly into my unit but there's this thing for infantrymen it's called 30th ag which is our reception unit okay i got off the bus everybody was freaking out Everybody was like, oh, man, in turmoil. Yeah. And everybody was like, oh, hey, running left, running right, making sure they got their bags on. When I got off the bus, man, I had my duffel bags. And I had stepped over a few people just to get out of the bus. Yeah. I got out of the bus. Duffel bag in my right hand, duffel bag in my left. And I had something on my, my head. I don't remember mm-hmm. what it was. I remember looking up, and I see the building, and I'm like, wow. I'm not just a little guy anymore, which I am a little guy, but I'm a little guy that's a part of a bigger uh-huh. organization. Yeah. Something actually, bigger than yourself. Yeah, something bigger than myself. I looked mm-hmm. up at the building. I still see everybody in my proof of vision just yeah. running left, running right, trying to get information. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm here. Yeah. Like, I made it. Like, this is it. Yeah. 
my checks weren't fat or anything, but I looked at it, I looked at it and I was like, I'm here. I made it. Like, look at this. This is the new chapter. Uh-huh. This is a new chapter, but this time, it's not with the family trying to guide me, like family, like a foster family trying to guide yeah, me. It's yeah. me, myself, and I. I get to control the puzzle pieces mm-hmm. of where I'm going. Yeah. So when I got off that bus, I was like, this is it. Now, did I become the best soldier in the Army? No. Mm-hmm. But afterwards, I, after coming back to the real world and seeing the realization that people are just going to be normal people. Uh-huh. They're just going to keep striving to just slightly get by. Yeah. I'm like, no, I can't. I can't just let that happen. Uh-huh. So, I can't just be that. So, like, what are some, like, lessons you learned in your earlier life that you can, like, reflect on now that maybe... Because, like, there, there's... There's stuff in my life that I can reflect on and be like, damn, that 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 changed my mindset. Or like um, when I was younger, my my mother went through like a, a serious illness mm-hmm. and I almost lost her. And so like that type, type of tragedy towards me, that mm-hmm. made me uh, be grateful towards life and my own health. And so it's like a lot of people my age or like our age or even our generation mm-hmm. don't even look towards that sort of thing. So like that was a lesson towards like fitness for me or like mental clarity or like some type of like... Uh, motivation to like never like let go of or like it's like the expression like if you if you don't use it you lose it sorry yeah so it's like where where uh what type of lessons in your younger life did you like do you have a story or do you have some type of like uh uh maybe it was like one of the foster homes like you maybe maybe a parent or some type of friend or or a close relative that you are not relative but foster brother or sister that may have like taught you a lesson or maybe that you can reflect back onto like what what lessons did you learn in your or your life i wouldn't say it'd be one of the foster parents or family members or anything Mm -hmm. say it would be this social worker Okay. This is for all you social workers out there. <laughs> social workers, you don't understand how important of a role you play in a foster kid's life. Yeah. One of these social workers said, hey, these are the cards you've been dealt. Yeah. What are you going to make of it? Because at the time, I was getting expe- expelled from yes. school. That, yes. That's <laughs> I was exactly. making bad decisions. Uh-huh. I brought an airsoft gun to school. Oh. I was, I was the court jester. I was making jokes. The, yeah. the teacher went into the, the lounge. Hopefully, this doesn't get me in trouble. I, mean, I, already, I already did my, I already we, did my time. You did my time, yeah. So she walked into the teacher's lounge. Oh, my apologies. You're good. I walked into the teacher's, or the teacher walked into the teacher's lounge. Mm-hmm. I pulled out my airsoft gun and started shooting at the front. Yeah. And then I got snitched. Yeah. So on and so forth. But during that time, my foster parents called the social workers and they were like, hey, mm-hmm. you need to come talk to this kid. The kid, the kid yeah. comes up, talks to me. He's like, hey, kid, let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. Like, stop trying to be funny for everyone. Yeah. Like, these are the cards you've been dealt. Mm-hmm. You got to run with them. You got to roll with the punches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? The, stat, the whole average, you know, sayings that everybody gives everybody, you got to roll with the punches. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm going to do. So, so, like, how did that make you, like, so, like, how did that make you feel? Like, when, when, when he told you that, like, mm-hmm. did, did that did that expression or did that, like, click in your head or, like, did you say, like, what the fuck is this guy even talking about? Like, what, what did that click something in your head and be like, what does he mean by the cards? Like, what, what does he mean by, like, this is what I've been dealt? Like, what was is this like? Did you think this is like uh, what I'm trying to say is like uh, like what what were your more emotions at that time? Like, did you ever ex- did you ever experience anything like that? Anyone telling you something like that? Well, at first I was careless. Uh-huh. So like, whenever I got in trouble, I was like, ass, whatever, you know, yeah. brush it off. And yeah, yeah. Off. Well, he told me that he would also explain the experiences of other foster kids he had. Mm-hmm. Other oh, foster okay. kids that he would be talking to, he'd go in, like in your similar situation. Yeah, similar situation, uh, except they're ending up in juvie. Yeah, they're oh, out okay. there fighting uh, their own brothers and sisters. Yeah, uh, not like their foster no, no, yeah, sisters, yeah, like, yeah, fighting each yeah. other and whatnot. Yeah, and I'm just like, yo, this is what I've been dealt. These are my cards. Uh-huh. He he, under, made, he made me understand that 
all of us in foster care are doing something similar. Some of us are dealing with better families. Some of us are dealing with terrible families. Mm-hmm. But these are the cards we get dealt. What are we going to do when, we, when we're 18? Yeah. What are we doing to prepare for that? Because if not, we're going to end up homeless. And there's a high percentage of, of there's a high percentage of uh, foster kids that go homeless right after mm-hmm. they get out at 18. Yeah. They have now passed the law where or passed the program where it's after 18. Yeah. I think it's 18 to 26 or something like mm-hmm. that. But at the time, foster kids would just turn 18 and they, the families would kick them out and they would just go homeless. Yeah. So. He said, "These are the cards you're dealt. You have until 18 to figure it out." And I'm like, "You're right." So, so you're do you right. think that like lit a fire under your ass? Like, almost that motivated you? Like, that like, hey, bro, I need to get my shit together. Like, yeah. I gotta, I gotta figure something out. So, like, so when, so when he told you that, and mm-hmm. when, when he, when he kind of lit that under your ass and kind of like said, like, hey, this is the real world, man. You're mm-hmm. about to get, you're about to hit this, this mark in your life, and if you don't turn shit around, like, you're either gonna be running right into this wall, or you're gonna be riding into the grave. Exactly. So, like. Uh, after that, what what type of mindset did you think you got yourself into? Like, did you did you did you, did you see a, a change in your life, or did you see any time type of change in your mindset, or do you think you just kept on rolling yeah. the same way? It was kind of like it's kind of like uh, I like speaking in parables. I'm not sure if this is even a parable or just a, a way of thinking. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> but I was on this mountaintop, yeah, and there was another mountaintop on this side, and I needed to get across, so I needed to build that bridge to get there. Okay, right. So I immediately I was like, I'll say. 12, 13, 14, mm-hmm. when I turned 16, I immediately started going to different places, Dollar Tree, Target, Walmart, started getting applications. I was like, I got to build. Okay. I got to build my way out now mm-hmm. because when I'm 18, they're kicking me out. Like, yes. That was the mindset. And uh, I, I grabbed all these applications, filled out every single one. Yeah. Gave it to my foster mom and said, hey, I got school today, but can you please go deliver this? Mm-hmm. She said, yeah. And I come home and I asked her, hey, did you deliver those? And she's like, yeah, I did. And guess what? It's my turn to take out the trash. Mm-hmm. Took out the trash, all the setting, oh, a no. few, few bags underneath it, was my all my application that she notion, she turned in, and I was broken. I was like, dang, I don't, my only safety net is to join the military. Mm-hmm. So I immediately talked to my my uh, social worker, and I was like, how does that work if I go into the military? Mm-hmm. He said, if you go into the military, you'll be completely separated from the program, yeah, and you'll be your own man. Yeah, and I was like, oh, damn, oh. I said, can I start doing, uh, you know, the PT, yeah. the physical training for those who aren't aware. Mm-hmm. So PT, I was like, oh, can I, so I can start going to PT with the Marines because I wanted to be a Marine so bad. Yeah. So I was working out with them every single week, I would say two to three times a week. And uh, I was going hard. I was going hard. They were teaching me discipline. They yeah. were teaching me teamwork. Two things that I didn't really uh, care for at the time. I was yeah. like, it's all by myself, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm in, I'm in this prison by myself. Mm-hmm. I'm going to focus on myself. But now nah, they teach you teamwork, uh, professionalism. You all that and they instilled that in me at the time. Yeah. And uh what do you call it? Yeah, I would have to run there every every week. That's four miles. Good. That's to good. get there because my foster parents wouldn't drive me. So I had to run four miles to get there, work out, and then run four miles to get back home. Man. Do you think when uh when you saw those applications in in the trash and what uh I I know obviously at the very moment of time you were probably fucking pissed. You didn't even think about this, but looking back on it, did you think like that was a good example of like taking self accountability or like mm-hmm. ownership of your own shit. Cause what I, what I've learned over my 23 years of this being, being on this planet is uh, a lot, of, a lot of things you just need to do yourself. A yeah. lot, a lot of things is just, it's not going to get done the way you want it. If, mm-hmm. if you, if you let, lend it to someone else, um, do you think like looking back on that, do you think like that, that it's instilled some type of like self ownership mm-hmm. in type of way? Like you're looking back on like, Hey man, I just gotta do stuff on my own. Like that's, that's the way it has to be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I wouldn't say I wouldn't say it made me think about having to do it myself, but it did teach me a valuable lesson of not relying on others. Yes. So yeah. I def um, yes. For example, at that foster home, you're not allowed to leave the house. Mm-hmm. You're not allowed to leave the house. The only time I ever got those applications is if I was out shopping with them alongside them. Oh wow. So on and so forth. So yeah. the next time I would ever be at the Dollar Tree to turn in my application mm-hmm. would only be if they were there as well, like to shop and get something. Wow. Okay. So uh that's why I was like, Hey, can you go do deliver this because I'm not allowed out of the house. Mm-hmm. You're literally in, in a prison. You got to stay at the house whenever they're there and you have to drive because they're couriers so they would drive from bank to bank mm-hmm. for like eight hours a day just driving. Really? Yeah. And then once you get out of school, you're literally with them and you have to drive with them all day wow. and come home. Yeah, man. You're never allowed out. You're never allowed to go to parties. You're not allowed to go hang out with friends. Not a, we lived across the street from the park. You're not even allowed to go to the oh park, man. Oh my gosh, really, dude? It's dude. All, it's almost like you're yeah. you're in the military right now. It's yeah, like yeah, yeah. it's so like it you like you're already, you're already born for this like, sort of shit. Like, man, she be yelling at me all the time. The foster moms like, hey, man, I'm ready for this. Let's go. Damn. So you 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 hit some points on the on the military thing. You said that it instilled some type of discipline and and, yeah. and uh, a lot of motivation and, and uh, personal accountability and teamwork and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what other things do you think the military instilled in you? Like. I know for me, it, it instilled a lot of, uh, it definitely increased my competitiveness and mm-hmm. it definitely increased my motivation and it made me a lot more proud to be mm-hmm. just who I am because obviously the stuff that we've been through, I mean, so, some 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 aspects of the military right yeah. now, is, it's not really the, the hardest it's thing on the planet. Yeah, right. but like it depends on what you do. Like, um, But like what, what other aspects of the military do you think that after, after the military, even during that you instilled in your own life mm. and, or maybe you have a personal ex- uh, uh, example or some type of uh, story you can give us that maybe instilled some, something very valuable in you. Uh, being inspired. Well, Sounds corny, but yes, being inspired. Uh, I remember like one day, like my legs were giving out, my legs were giving out mm-hmm. and I was carrying a heavy weapon. Yeah. And then you can look forward and you'll see someone else that's smaller than you. Yes. And you know they're weaker than you. And you're just like, yo, how is that, man? Yeah. How does that man keep going? So, like, today when I'm in the gym or something or I'm running a few miles, I'm, I just remember the people that serve greatly, like the yeah. ones that actually go out and do the extra mile. Yeah. The, uh, the ones that, that literally take their physical fitness to a new level. Mm-hmm. I, I remember them. I'm like, yes. yo, man, that yes. man once did this. Yes. I seen that man once do 27. And then the the new you know like philosophy of like all these uh, great uh, inspirational speakers. Yes. So like David Goggins, David he'll Goggins. say he'll say what if, right? So yeah. that what that's when that what if comes into play. I'll remember it. I'll remember the moment in the army when they accomplished some crazy stuff. I'm like, yo, what if I could do that? Yeah. Whether it be like a run or push ups or how many sit ups they did on that mm-hmm. physical fitness test. Yeah. What if I could do that? Yeah. So right? yeah, you brought up a great point because like Jocko always always explains like he's like a. Like you should never be depressed. Yeah. There, there should there shouldn't be a fucking reason to be because mm-hmm. because our ancestors fucking fought against lions mm-hmm. and fought against Indians, fought against all these types of fucking people, man. And they died, and they and they they were just risking their lives mm-hmm. and trying to trying to survive, you know. And now we live in a day and age where it's just comfortable, dude. This yeah, everybody's just, comfortable. Everyone's little fucking pussies, and they don't want to go out mm-hmm. and do shit. And they don't want to get hard, dude. Like it's like. I, I started to do uh cold showers in the first fucking couple of days, dude. It, I was it's, I it. <laughs> I would sit it in sucks. the fucking bath. I would sit on the bathroom floor, bro, and be like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I don't want to get in there. I don't want to get in there. And then I and finally I would go in and, and do it and instill some type of discipline. But mm-hmm. now I, now every single day, man, I, I try I try to do it. I, I mean, I've, I've been doing it every single day for about two weeks. So hopefully it continues. But mm-hmm. but like 
Yeah, dude, Jocko, he always, he brings it up every time. And every time I think about it, I'm like, men, men fought and sacrificed and died. And, and now we're here. And there is just no fucking excuse. Yeah, there is. I mean, there's nothing, dude. I, I remember seeing like a, I think Jocko had him on his podcast. Mm. The guy had no legs. I don't, I don't remember. He was a metal honor, honor recipient. I think he actually stepped on there. Mm. And this guy, he has a Twitter account and I follow it. And he, and he works out every single day. He, he, he probably, he doesn't do legs, but I mean, hey, but, I mean hey, he went there. He, I mean, yeah, yeah. I know, but he does, he, but he, he goes and he does his shit, man. And yeah, I look yeah. at it every day and I'm just like, I have no fucking excuse. I don't give a fuck if I'm tired. And, and it's just like, I come at points in my life where I like, I, I don't want to do shit and I don't and yeah. I quit and I give up. And then a couple of weeks go by and then I start to feel like I'm soft, depressed, fucking, I don't want to do shit. And then I'm like, bro, wake the fuck up. Stop mm-hmm. being a fucking bitch and get after it. Yeah. But you brought up a really good point. And that's why I wanted to say that. But like, do you think like, do you think the same way I do? Do you think like men fought and died for our, our to, for us so that we live in this comfortable world? And uh, do, do you think the same way? Is that what keeps you motivated as well? Or do you have something else that keeps you extremely motivated and disciplined like that? Hmm. I would just I would say the struggle of everywhere in the world. Oh, that's a good point too. Yeah, yes. the struggle of everywhere mm-hmm. in the world. Yeah. Even if you think of the most beautiful places, I think of like places like France. Mm-hmm. I know there's people starving. Yeah. I think of places like Brazil or Ukraine right? at this very moment. Ukraine at this very moment. Yeah. There's people out there in battles right yeah, now. Yeah, I think about that all the time. Right actually. Now. Yeah. And then I also think about the uh, there's this picture you can you can find. I see it all the time. Pops up on my feed. Yeah. Regardless, it's it's like ageless. It's like. Uh, Shows like a picture of a lamp with a lot of soldiers holding it up. Mm-hmm. You ever, you ever seen that photo? Like they're one? holding up the ground, right? Oh and yes, on, oh yes, yes, yes. People are enjoying, yes. but it's soldiers holding yes, it up. Yes, I see like, it. It's, it's blood everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. yes, I've seen it. Yes, people have died yes. for us to be able to enjoy yeah. this moment. Why are we oh, wasting man. it? Oh man, yeah, that, I mean, yeah, yeah. So whenever I see that, I'm like, man, man, that that like, is. It. And then for the ones for the ones that have been here, uh, like let's say the Native Americans, like. Your ancestors have been here for a long period of time. Yes, they were conquered, but don't let that go in vain. You're mm-hmm. here to live as the remainder of what yeah. they have brought to this yeah. world. Take advantage of it. Yeah, like, you know I mean? yeah, That's like, how I see it. Yeah, like don't 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 spend your time fucking mm-hmm. being the victim and, exactly. and because then that's wasting t- valuable time. Like mm-hmm. what what I begin to realize is that time is fucking flying, man. Exactly. Especially especially when you're working. Like mm-hmm. I a whole year passed last year and if i i so yeah like i don't know if you know the last, last year i moved out to arizona and it felt like a couple of weeks yeah, three yeah. weeks and then i was back here and i was like what the fuck man and and people don't realize that like people people don't realize oh, i can do it the next day i yeah, can do yeah. it the next day and then and all of a sudden it's like a couple months a couple mm-hmm. other months and then you gain a couple of pounds and then and then you start to get more depressed and you start yeah, becoming yeah. a victim and then it's like then you start instilling a bunch of these ideals that people put on the internet mm-hmm. I, I i was listening to um i think i was listening to jocko and jocko had some some female on and i think it was a psychologist yeah and uh some 11 year old uh she was like a masculine female type mm-hmm. she was like one of those more like tomboy. And she was 11 yeah to- oh, okay, 11 year old tomboy okay. type thing you did this and i thought you meant like she was heck of buff or something. no no i mean <laughs> i don't know i, I didn't see a picture of her but they, yeah. they brought up a good like they brought this and i was like man this is so sad um this 11 year old she she was like a tomboy type type female, yeah. and then she uh, got introduced to Instagram, and then she heard the algorithm. You know the algorithm. Algorithm for people that don't know, like Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, all types of social media have this algorithm, and uh, 
Damn, I did not think about that. But the um, they have like a social media algorithm, and uh, it kind of just uh, goes to the preference of your feed. So like whatever you like, whatever you dislike, whatever you're more ha- motivated to, whatever they tend to actually hit you stuff with that more that p- pushes your buttons. And yeah. Stuff. But in this case, this 11 year old was more like more of on the masculine side on with tend to be females and stuff. So her algorithm showed her a bunch of that like females that were kind of more tomboy but saying like oh i'm a man like I, i'm a man like I'm, yeah. not, I'm not a female anymore i'm a man and it actually changed her ideals and, and her and her psychological viewpoint on her female and male type and so uh well, i'm out my apologies but um <laughs> but yeah it changed her complete viewpoint and it turned and she became a, a man yeah and, and then she she wrote a letter to her parents and it was the saddest thing I've ever seen. Mm. Just, it's it's incredible how like if you put yourself into that state, mm. it can completely change your mind. It's like because our our mind is completely plastic. Like if you if you yeah. work on it every single day and 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 you'll mold your mind into something. So like mm. for for our cases is like we want to be comp- we want to be professionals. We want to be operators. Mm. We want to be the guy that provides. We want we want to be the guys that that solve the problems and stuff. Yeah. And so, like, we want to mold our mind into that. So it's like very fragile. So like, that's a great. Ex- I think that's a fantastic example because it's it's just like you can switch it so quickly. Yeah. And then you can also switch it back. It's like it's it, it's incredibly fragile our our mind. Um, but and uh, that that goes into my next point is like what what do you do to maintain that? Because like obviously it's extremely hard to stay mm-hmm. disciplined and motivated. But what what do you do to because I see you every single day on, yeah, on yeah. my run because. I, I got this this uh, Garmin watch, and so I can't put it on lap my run. But I, I want to start. I want to because every time I see you, bro, I'm like, yeah, I got I got to go on a fucking run, bro. I got to I got to do something. So, but what what keeps you motivated? Like, what keeps you dialed in every single day? Because a lot of people don't fucking like running. I hate running. And yeah, I, yeah. And so I'm like, how how do you do that? How do you how do you keep that that discipline and motivation? Uh, I keep saying something to myself, like manifestation. Yeah. Right. So what I do is I say, I must be great. Yeah. Like it's such a simple. I must be great. Yeah. There's it's the only thing that's expected of me. Uh-huh. I must be great. Yeah. Because back in back in time when we were uh, guarding people, mm-hmm. like they were like, Oh, you're gonna go guard this person. And I was like, Man, what are they gonna think of me? Yeah. What are they gonna think of yeah. me? Yeah. I know they say, Hey, don't don't worry about what people think about you, but you you have to portray an image. You want people to feel safe if you're gonna be mm-hmm. guarding them yes. nonetheless. Yeah. You know, you wanna be able to look at someone and be like, Oh, this person could do that job. This person is going to take care of me. Yeah. Like, I trust that this person, if anybody came out of nowhere, I trust my life to this person yeah. to be able to handle business. And I was like, yo, what if that happens to me? Mm-hmm. Especially after getting, like, the CCW license. Mm-hmm. you Everywhere you go, you're, like, your own bodyguard. Yeah. But what if other people are going to need you, especially the loved ones you're rolling out exactly. with? Exactly, yeah. Like, what if one day they need you? I just talked about this on my podcast yes. the other day. And I said, uh, what if you and your, your buddy are about to go hiking or something, and you're in the middle of the woods, there's no reception, Boom, for some reason, you swerve off the road, and you, bam, you hit the tree, mm-hmm. right? You hit this tree, and your buddy's over here unconscious, and he has, like, three hours to live. And you don't have the necessary equipment to be able to sustain his life any longer. So yeah, as hours. he's bleeding out, and he has three hours left, the nearest town is 15 miles away. Mm-hmm. 15 miles away. God. Some people are not going to rise to the occasion to yeah. be able to run that 15 miles exactly. to get the help, and then the 10-minute drive to get back there mm-hmm. and help him out. So I'm like, man. Someone one day might need me. Mm-hmm. We also took CPR classes. I don't know. If That's you know right. That. Yes, we, we did. took CPR classes. How yes, long did, did they say would be the? Uh, how long did they say the normal uh, uh, person would get fatigued 
after uh, give, starting CPR? How long? How many minutes before? Oh, they I, I, it would have. If I can remember correctly, it was like maybe a minute, maybe two minutes. Yeah, two minutes. Yeah. two minutes. They start getting fatigued and need to switch out. Mm-hmm. I was like, that was yes, I did. Yeah. yeah, two minutes. Yeah. So if you're out here working, you're out here prepping. Exactly. What if that ambulance, like, say your buddy's on the floor, he's having an issue, you need to give him CPR. You give him CPR for two minutes, and you start getting fatigued. Mm-hmm. Have you calloused your mind enough to be able to tell yourself, "I can keep going." Yeah, I can keep going. Yeah. I can, on these runs, I do that. I'll be like, hey, I can keep just two more poles. I can run two more poles. Yeah. The ambulance is 12 minutes out. I'm already two minutes in. I got 10 minutes to go. Can I Can I do it? Yeah. Will I have the stamina? Am I ready uh, with stamina, enough stamina to be able to sustain this person's life? Yeah. Am I going to be able to, am I going to be able to push past the mental block that's keeping mm-hmm. me from pumping blood into this dude's veins? Exactly. Like, yeah. This is someone I care about. I want that person mm-hmm. to live. So it's like it's like a yeah. self hypnosis almost. Yes. Because uh, so the last two weeks I've been saying this phrase, and I and I know from almost immediately that you'll probably know who it's from, but my my unmatched perspicacity coupled with sheer indefatigability yeah. makes me a feared opponent in any realm of human endeavor. I say it yep. in front of the mirror every single day now. Ever since mm-hmm. I ever since I heard that fucking quote, dude. I don't give a fuck, dude. I, I love Andrew Tate and I love Emerald Tate. His his father was a fucking a G. So was, yeah, so was he, he was a top G. Yeah, dude, he was he was fantastic. <laughs> I, I I read a lot about him. And I read a lot about Andrew Tate. But that that quote though is like mm. like that that articulate style of just speaking mm. and the confidence in that thing. It's just like if I if I if it's just the self is most like you said. If yeah. I go one more, if I fucking do this with my friends on the ground, I need to fucking be able to do this. Yeah. Like. That's self hypnosis, and mm-hmm. and if you do that every single day, you can instill that fucking power. And it's just yeah. like it's it's like the saying of like thoughts become actions and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But that's fucking awesome, man. I, I love that shit because yeah, yeah. I think about it every day. Like whenever I'm on patrol or something like that with a company, I'm just I think I, because I I hate think like I hate being average. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I don't want to be the guy. Oh, this guy, like the average guy, like mm-hmm. like they just sweep over. I want to be the guy. Like who the fuck is this? Yeah. Dude? Like, like you know who the fuck's that guy? Like I I don't I don't want to be average, and I think that's I think that's why I'm kind of always motivated as well. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like I want to be a provider, I want to be a, a problem solver, I want mm-hmm. I want to be the guy that people come to to help and do all that stuff. Because I think I think about like the Romans and the mm-hmm. fucking uh, Marcus Aurelius and fucking uh, just all these fucking problem solvers and these fucking jeez, bro, these great men. Exactly. That's why mm-hmm. the the common man. Like no one talks about, like yeah, like I want to be that, and yeah. and that's what motivates me. But I'm, I'm I'm glad that like we have a similar mindset. I'm glad mm-hmm. because uh, because it just shows that that you just need to have that that like that masculine mindset, and that goes right into my question is uh, what what do you think defines masculinity? What do you think defines like uh the stoic attitude, the 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 uh, uh the the competitive mo- motivation? Like what do you think defines masculinity? When you say competitive, it makes me think of team. And I explained this the other day. Um, when you're picking people, right? Say if you were just assigned a team, mm-hmm. right? And you know every player, mm-hmm. right? And you look left and you see players on your team, you're gonna be like, "Oh, we're winning this one." You ever felt that? You're like, "Yes, oh, we're gonna win yes, this yes, one for yes. sure." Yeah. And yeah. then you look, or you look left, you look right, and you see the players on the team. You're like, "Oh, we're gonna lose this one." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think about it this way: when my teammates look left and they see me, I say, "Look left." <laughs> they look right and they see me. I want them to be like, oh, this guy's going to go in. He's yeah. going to go hard. He's yeah. going to go hard in the paint. Yeah. He's going to put in the work. Yeah. He's gonna, he wants to be great. I hear him whispering it in the gym. Mm-hmm. I whisper it in the gym. 
let's go. And then boom. They'll be like, oh, this man is crazy. Like, we're going to win this. That's what I look at. So if you were on my team, I know this man. I've seen this man uh, work out. Sometimes I see his, his things come out on the map my run yeah. app and i'm like oh, i have to man, do it because i have to show you there. i gotta get back in there <laughs> yeah. so i see him doing that and i'm like oh he's putting in work mm -hmm. i must put in work because mm -hmm. one day we're gonna be hanging out something might happen i need to be ready for him yeah. and i'm pretty sure i know i know day well he's putting in work yeah so he's gonna be ready for me yeah. whatever i need help with whatever he needs help with yeah so on and so forth so so versa. so what what so what are so like so uh what are what are the things that you look for like so for example would you think uh, being tall, being articulate, or being like having that sort of like, because I think what you're what you're saying is like when you look at him and you see him and you're like, that's a fucking no, man. You know them. Like that's the fucking guy yeah, right there. You know them and you're okay. like, oh man, you know them. Yeah. You know their will. Mm -hmm. You know you know how how strong they're gonna push yeah. past the blockade yeah. that's in their mind and say, yeah. oh, I can keep going further. Yeah. Like, you know them. <laughs> so 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 yeah. do you think do you think it's important? So because. I've actually the last couple of weeks I've noticed that I, I've kind of like stayed off my phone a lot more. Mm -hmm. I've stayed I maintain a lot more focus because of the routine that I have, and I also want to get into that too as well. That your daily routine and stuff like mm -hmm. that. But uh, I've noticed that uh, what was I going to say? Um, oh, that what comes with masculinity is a lot of just being uh, motivated for like certain types of aspects in your life, like being mm -hmm. more articulate. Uh, improving your vocabulary being able to maintain that confidence uh maintain the physique maintain your mental physique mm. and uh so is that like sort of stuff that you're looking for like it's it's kind of hard actually if you were if you were to actually stare at someone and be like because i know i know for a fact that there's some people out there that i would look at and be like fuck i don't know <laughs> yeah. i don't know but then but then they come on my team and i see them like holy fuck maybe i, I was completely wrong like you know yeah, like yeah. but so, like, what what are what are some things that some character traits do you think that define masculinity? Um, let's see. I was talking to someone about this. It's so crazy. I was literally talking really? to about this. Okay. Like that whole uh, eighteen mile run I did the other day. I was I was speaking on this as well. I was I was telling someone. I was like, people need leaders who embody leadership, right? Jocko Willink, you know, yes. he has his uh, dichotomy of leadership. Yeah, you have to embody like discipline. They got to see that you're out here uh, physically, you know, uh, keeping up to date with your body, making sure your body's in good shape. Mm -hmm. If you're a slob, they're going to be like, oh, my leader's a slob. Yeah. And then be like, ah, you know, I'm not going to listen to this guy. Mm -hmm. This guy's not better than me. Mm -hmm. You don't necessarily have to be better than him. You just have to, you know, portray that you're trying to better yourself daily. Yeah. And they see that. Mm -hmm. your, your guys see that. They're like, oh, man, he's doing something yeah. every single day. That's a good point. That you, oh, go, go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. And they keep, uh, what do you call it? They keep. What do you call it? They care for their guy. They always yes. care for their guy. Mm -hmm. They're always checking up on you. Mm -hmm. You're not gonna want someone who's selfish and and you know he works out a lot. He's too selfish. Learn learn to love. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He doesn't share. He doesn't share his anything with you. He doesn't yeah. share his food with you. Doesn't share his time with you. Doesn't mm -hmm. share anything with you. Yeah. You want someone who's gonna provide. Exactly. That that's provide. that's a good point. Not provide like like uh, emotionally like hey yeah. I love you and everything. Yeah. But like, <laughs> but like so to speak, uh, they provide a certain. What do you call it? It's like it's like a blanket term. Mm -hmm. um, comfort, like when you're around that person, you're like, yeah. oh, I feel comfortable around this person. Mm -hmm. As a man, it's hard to say I feel comfortable when another man's around. Yeah. But it's like it's that comfort of knowing, like, hey, if like he stuff he, hits the fan. Like he know he, yeah. he had his back. Like yeah, you know that he, this man, yeah. this yeah. man has 
Like you can go into a burning building with this guy. Yeah, yeah. That's what I. That's yeah. my version of mastery. Oh, okay. So yes. being being able to be comfortable around someone, mm-hmm. knowing that you're not alone. Someone's gonna mm-hmm. have your back. Yeah. So Stuff I think. Hits the fan. So, so I think I, I think I know you're you're so you're reiterating it. I or to to reiterate what you're saying is I think what uh, masculinity defined is by by uh, charismatic uh, motivate being able to motivate people. Uh, learning to love and, and cherish the people around them. And then uh, I think just just being able to identify and and do do the work because yeah. like there's a there's a do you have you have you seen Peaky Blinders? Yes. So there there is a scene that I always think about, especially when I when when I was put in a leadership position in the military or any type and especially at the job now. Um, when I'm put in a leadership position, I I I, I love to show the, the guys that I can go out and fucking do the work too, like change yeah. the fucking tires and shit. But uh, Tommy Shelby comes in and um, I think uh, he's with Curly and he goes in and he's fucking, uh, he, he's shoveling shit. Do you remember <laughs> that? He, go, yeah. he goes into the stall or the, 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 the stalls or something like that and he, he's starting to shovel shit. And he's like, and Curly asks, Tommy, are you insane? Like, why are you shoveling shit? And he's like, I got to remind myself. Or like, he says to him, like, I got to, I got to, I got to mm-hmm. remind myself where I was. And like, I got to show you guys that I'm still like, I'm a leader. I can do this stuff too. Mm-hmm. And that, that's extreme. I feel like that is a crucial part of being a leader because if, if you can't even do the little things, what, what, like as a leader, then how can you do any of the big things? Like, how can you not t- show your boys like, Hey man, I'll, I'll be in the dirt with you. I don't give a fuck. Let's, let's fucking roll yeah, this yeah. out. And I think that's a big problem nowadays too, with a lot of managers is that, they think that they're too big for for the problem, or they think mm. they're too big for uh for a lot of the situations, so they don't want to go and do it. Mm. But I think that's like super important because like if you're not doing that, exactly, then like how, how are you supposed to show them that that oh like so he's not gonna do what I can do? Then what what's the fucking point of being behind this guy? Like what's the point exactly. of even being like moving towards you know? But uh, man, that that hits the point. So then that goes on to the next thing is like. How do you approach how so like as as a team leader and stuff yeah. like that? How how do you how do you settle with like challenges and setbacks or like how in your personal life and even a professional life? How do you how do you uh, manage ch- challenges and setbacks and stuff like that, man? Uh, challenges and setbacks and like what what? Uh, so for yeah, so for example, is like say um, say. For, we'll do we'll do one personal example and then we'll do like a, a professional example. So for for one, um, say you're driving to work or something like that, and a mm-hmm. tire gets fucking your tire pops or something like mm-hmm. that. How do you maintain the the professionalism and how do you maintain the clarity of being like fuck? Like how do you not like lose <laughs> your mind? You know, like like how how do you how do you maintain course? Like how do you still go and complete the mission? Because a lot of people just cave and fold or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Not 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 necessarily a broken like a broken down car, but I'm saying like. Your leg gets broken and you can't train anymore. How how do you still maintain the mission? Like how how do you still fight towards like the goals that you have? You know what I mean? Like yeah, that yeah. sort of stuff, setbacks, challenges like that. So in that case, in that case, uh, I understand the concept of wasted energy. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, hey, I can I can yell, I can punch this steering wheel, mm-hmm. I can get out and punch the other tires yeah. that aren't flat. Yes, but it's still not going to be done. Like the the tire's not going to be changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. The, the train that stopped in front of me is not going to get moving yeah. with me yelling, mm-hmm. right? So occasionally, you know, I have the option to choose what to be mad, and I'll be like, you know what, let me let my frustrations out, yeah. and then I will get mad. Yeah. Man, screw this, man. I'll start punching the steering wheel. Yeah. But most of the time, I'm like, well, I can't do anything about it. You can't control the situation. 
might as well not be angry, yeah. upset and you know frustrate yourself even further. Mm-hmm. Right? You're already frustrated that the the train stopped, or you're frustrated that the tire already went out. Yeah, there's no need to get frustrated. Add any more frustration to the the situation at yeah. hand. So, yeah, just like that. It bring it brings up to another. Yeah, I don't know what it. I don't know what it <laughs> is. Oh, I think I was not pointed on accident, but. Uh, I, I don't know what it is, but it brings up another scene in the movie. Uh, what was it? It's like, I can't remember, but Andrew Tate brought it up, and I, I saw the video, <laughs> and I was like, damn, this is another great example yeah. of just, like, maintaining your cool and just, like, not being dramatic or, like, uh, letting your feelings can dictate the, the situation. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I, oh, it was Bruce Lee. Bruce, Bruce Lee, Lee. It was a Bruce Lee movie, so... He, he was like fighting off people. He was in one of his action scenes or something like that. He's fighting off people. Bah, bah, bah. He beats like 50 people. Like yeah, he's yeah. kicking ass. So you I know? Think he's into the dragon. Yeah. yeah so, yes, I think that's exactly yeah. what it is. And he's like beating the pow, pow, pow. And, he, and then he fucking, he runs into a room. Oh, the door closes. I do, I've never seen it. And then he runs the other door. Boom, boom, closes. And then instead of fucking, what the fuck? Like instead of freaking out, he puts his nunchucks around his neck. He sits down. He sits down and he breathes. Just fucks up. And then. And then uh, Andrew Tate brought up a great point. He was like, he's like, instead of freaking out, instead of fucking losing your mind and wasting your energy, Bruce Lee sits down to gather his breath, and then he waits for the next opportunity. It, he also because I've also Ooh, I never seen it that way. Yeah, so then I never seen then it, it that also way. brings up a great point because I, then I started instilling in my own life is uh because I've been playing chess a lot more. Yeah, and because it keeps my mind active, and also is, what I've also realized is that. Chess is a lot like life. Yeah, yeah. And, and I thought Andrew Tate was bullshit. You know, like when I first <laughs> when I first heard him, I thought he was bullshitting a lot. But but if you really instill a lot of this stuff in your life, you really see it. Like you yeah. really fucking see it. And so, like everything is like the chessboard. And then when you're when you're dealt a fucking shitty position, what is your best move? And so like Bruce Lee is sitting there, yeah. calm, collective, and he's like, "I'm waiting for the next opportunity." Because then what if fucking fifty guys roll through again? Yeah, I'm calm. I'm ready to fucking beat their ass, you know. So, so yeah, I, I think that's a fucking great point that that uh, uh, challenges and setbacks and stuff. But now, like as a team leader, like if you're a leader, mm-hmm. how do you how do you maintain control of the guys? Like how how do you think you can fucking dictate the direction of the morale? Mm. I was to just uplift them. Uh, I haven't really been in a position to be a, a leader too uh-huh. much in the army. But whenever the, the occasion arises. Mm. I did take position. Mm-hmm. I remember one day we were training, and they were like, "Oh, you guys think my job is easy?" That's yeah. what my team leader said. Yeah. You think my job is easy? He's a great dude. Great yeah. dude. That's what he said. I just didn't mean any disrespect in that voice. <laughs> I just can't do other voices other than that. But yeah, he was like, "Y'all think y'all can do what I can do? Well, yeah. come try it then." Yeah. I do remember this. We're training in mock buildings. This is when we were training for Korea when they wanted smoke. And That's right. <laughs> They're like, "All right, do this," and uh, I did it perfectly. Mm-hmm. I did it perfectly. Yeah, and it showed them like, hey, like I didn't know this dude could do that, right? Yeah, but now they knew right then and there that I could do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, since then, what do you call it? I wanted to like every time I got the chance, even if it was with just a normal guy. I wasn't really the leader, but I, I acted as a leader to the mm-hmm. person, especially when they took over like my an N two forty nine light machine yes. gun. Mm-hmm. I would take him to the side, like, hey man, I've been on this weapon for like three years, bro. Yeah, let me show you. I would show them techniques. I'm like, hey, look, when you, especially the new guys, the mm-hmm. privates and whatnot. Yeah. I'm like, hey, look, you're gonna run into this issue. It's gonna freeze. And you're gonna try to pull the, you're gonna try to pull the charging handle back. Yeah. It's not gonna go back. Yeah. What you're gonna do is you're gonna pop on a knee, pop on the knee, grab it with both hands like mm-hmm. that. Boom, yank mm-hmm. it back. Mm-hmm. Boom, right. Yeah. 
And that's just one aspect. You can always tell someone how, how to do things, and they still want to do it their way, yeah. right? But when they actually go out into the field, just kind of like you bring a horse to the water, can't make him drink. Mm-hmm. I couldn't make him do the same, you know, uh, tactical things that I just taught him. Yeah. He did it. And he experienced it for himself. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to give them guidance and let them experience it for themselves. If they don't, yeah, that's their own fault. So you kind of just like led by example type of thing? Yeah, led yeah. by example. Mm-hmm. That's so, good. That's... And, and what was funny is after that iteration, he came back and he said, yo, guess what? This is what he was like. My thing, it, it, what is it called? It double feeded or whatever it's oh, called. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, malfunction correction. Mm-hmm. There we go. Malfunction. So, oh. He's like, my weapon malfunction. You brought up a great <laughs> other point that I had to bring up too. He's like, my weapon malfunction. <laughs> And he was like, guess what? I said, what? He said, pop the knee. Yeah. Boom. Yanked that thing back. Boom. It came back. I dropped back down. Continued returning fire. <laughs> and I was like, pass that knowledge on. Mm-hmm. Right? And that his morale built up because now he learned something. And that's something amazing. he could pass on to someone else. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, but as far as morale, you just got to boost boost their morale. Tell them that you're, you, what you feed yourself, you got to feed them too. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That, I feed my serious. mentality people. Yeah. Especially, especially these people who have been on runs with me. This past last week, I did an 18 miler with a, a guy who his furthest mile was six miles. He oh, that's did, right. Yeah, he's yeah, told me he did that, yeah. three times that. Yeah, the whole way I was like, "This is where champions are made." That's fucking right. This is where champions are made when they're Damn, tired. You're that's hitting me truth, up right dude. now. That's fucking sick. Yeah. That's sick. This is where champions are made when you're tired. Yeah, I must be great. Yeah, I will be great. Yeah, nothing less is expected of me, mm-hmm. and that's how I just keep feeding into them. Like we must be great. Yeah, and some of them aren't going to see understand why. Yeah, in in, in terms of uh, some people just need to know why. They just need to know why they need to be great. That's another aspect of leadership mm-hmm. that you need, that you also need is like a lot of people just say, "Cause I said so." Like, yeah. no, you got sometimes you really gotta like give them a reason. Like, yeah, you gotta, yeah. you gotta, because some people are just not like, "Oh, yes, sir." Like, they're not yes, man. A lot of mm-hmm. a lot of them are rebellious. Uh, like almost like yeah, me, almost or even sometimes like you. Like, you gotta ask, you gotta ask fucking why sometimes. You gotta, we always think we're right. That's why. Yeah, it's like you. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to be like that. <laughs> yeah. You should be like. Because, for example, if you if you said to this guy, you gotta do it this way, why? Because I fucking said so. Listen to me. Like, well, then he's like, well, I'm not gonna do it. He has no fucking purpose. Like, if, if I'm gonna do this extra fucking movement, why am I like? You gotta exactly. give me a purpose. And then you, like you said, then you sit him down and be like, hey, once once a malfunction happens, this is how you fucking clear it. Make sure you fucking do this all over again, and then mm-hmm. then you go out and fucking get back into the fight. Yeah. So like that that's a great example, man. And it also it comes into the point we say correction. You <laughs> are the one. You are the guy. That that has made me start saying it, saying that. I don't know what. As I was. Yeah, like as I was a correction. Like I say it all the fucking time now. Like if I make a a a a a mistake or something like that, I say oh correction. Like or like as I was or like uh uh fucking uh me about face right now. (laughs) 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 No, I don't ever say that. That's funny. Uh, But uh, that also comes into a point is like when when we we were on that because I I. I remember this vaguely, or not vaguely, very, very uh, clearly. Is uh, we were we were in the car, and uh, you were telling me about these fucking crazy books. You were talking about the Art of War or something like that, and you were talking mm-hmm. to me about uh, the Forty Eight Laws of Power. Mm-hmm. And uh, what what books uh, can you give me? Like maybe three or four or five or something like that. Give me give me a good number. Is like what what books have you read that maybe instilled some type of ideals that you live to now? Mm. It's like because I know that mm. we because like I reread uh extreme ownership and yeah. uh leadership tactics and I I think that's what it's called by Jocko Willick and then, yeah and I, I I briefly listened to the Forty Eight Laws of Power and some of those things man they they those ideals are just uh powerful man yeah but the the crazy thing is is like if you do not fully understand the yeah. I, the ideal ideology behind it. You can like 
unbalance your life and then fucking fuck it up. But like, how, yeah. how do you, how do you read some of these books and what books and like, how, how do you instill them into your own everyday life? Uh, so one of the books I've read, which is a good beginner book, especially if you're going to get into reading for the first time. Yeah. I always suggest this one. Uh, it's called the subtle art of not giving a hoot. I say the word, <laughs> Christian man, I try to better myself daily. But uh, uh, yeah, the subtle art of not giving a hoot. And uh, it pretty much teaches you, you know, uh, how to balance social media in your life. You know what I mean? So on and so forth. Oh, okay. That teaches you how to understand that social media is a mirage of happiness. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you guys have noticed, but uh, social media does distract you from being able to conquer the, the victories that you need in your life. For example, you, you say you can't do this. I can't do a 10 mile run. But why? I'm like, oh, it's because I'm not prepared for it. I yeah. never, I haven't ran past two miles. Go prepare for two miles. Mm -hmm. Once you do that, go prepare for four miles. Yeah. But you can't if you're at home on social media worrying about how does the light fixture look in this instead of how are my legs going to feel on this run. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's that's one of the that, things that book teaches. You brought up a great point because like, uh, damn, I, let me, I'm going to write this down real quick before, <laughs> before because I, I don't want to get off that point because yeah. I really want to know what kind of books, but what what do you think like, uh, how how do you main like uh, manage social media? Because I know for me, when uh, a couple weeks ago when I when I started to get back into it before the deployment, I wanted to get really fucking like locked in. Um, how how do you manage social media? Because I know that like for me, like the pornographic fucking visuals, a lot of girls shaking their ass, like, and uh, that shit was like what I realized was mm -hmm. a lot of that like drained my my mental focus and uh, a lot of it just can i cannot fucking do it so what i did was completely deleted it like completely yeah. got rid of it but i don't know if you did the same thing but like how how do you manage social media like in a healthy way because sometimes like what i realized is uh now that i don't have a lot of the social media i can't i can't be informed or a lot of it is like i can't mm. i can't uh like correct myself or maybe maybe uh, see friends or family you know like kind of be updated because now i can't i'm like kind of locked in but in a way it's also very good for you but yeah. how, how do you maintain that balance of the uh, social media so right now i only have instagram and uh everybody on instagram knows i'm, I'm the worst at instagram <laughs> yeah, i've blocked so many people like 25 times you, in a row. you deleted your account i delete my account remake my account because like a vision whenever i delete my account or delete my instagram or something you know that I have, have had a spiritual awakening, a motivational awakening that made me want to delete it. Mm. I'm like, you know what? I don't need any yes, of this. Yeah, yeah. I don't need any of this. Yeah. I'm going to go conquer my goals mm -hmm. and I'll just delete it all. Yeah, or or like uh, somebody will say something negative and I'm like, I don't need my, the warrior inside me does not need to hear any of this. Blocked everybody. Boom. I don't hear. I need to hear nobody. I completely. Yeah. yeah. That. I'll have like two follow. I'll follow like two to three people. And next thing you know, like a month later, I'll be like, all right, I'm in a good place. Rel grounded place. Yeah. Let me start adding people back. Yeah. Here. Yeah. You know, Adam, Adam. And uh, some of them are always shocked and, and amazed. They're like, man, this is the fifth time you added me. Yeah. And I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, hey, man, just be thankful that I, yeah. I came back. Yeah. I came back for you. That's, because, that's, yeah. No, keep going. Keep <laughs> but, uh, 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 but yeah, I only have Instagram. What I do is there's a, uh, what do you call it? What's the word? Since we're very goal driven people. You do is you go to the the time used on the app. It shows you how much time you're on. The oh, app the screen time or yeah, something like that. Yes, time. yes. So what I do is I'm like, oh, my goal this week is to get oh, less. That's, that's a good hour. point. That's a good. That's a good. And point. I'm goal driven, so I'm like, mm. I gotta get this. Yeah, I gotta get underneath that hour. Do you, oh, so the there's actually one thing that I've used and it actually works pretty well. Is um, 
changing the 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 color uh saturation of the screen screen, like turning it gray have you used that yeah i have before it makes it makes the whole thing appear dull and it gives you this uh uh, mental you know they call it 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 doesn't mental attitude toward that specific it doesn't actually like yo this is too bland for me yeah it doesn't activate the dopamine receptors it doesn't make you think about it too much Mm -hmm. so yeah there's that yeah I think what it I think that what it what it does is uh uh biologically and cognitively it's like uh the dopamine and and the serotonin and stuff like that with those colors and those brightness and those fucking all all those like images and and freaking action comments likes and stuff like that that all that like fucking blasts in your head and that's also why I think like after you're done with social media like if you scrolled for a, like have you ever realized like I've caught myself doing this, like yeah, yeah. scrolling for hours, like two, hours. two, like maybe two or three hours, and then afterwards you're fucking exhausted. Yeah. And like, what I think is, is like, as you're scrolling, so much information is getting, like, mm-hmm. imagine it's like, for my feed is like, my feed is extremely like detail oriented information, mm-hmm. like, like how to improve uh, your brain cognitively, and then it yeah. goes to like uh, philosophical questions and makes you really think. Maybe that's why I get really exhausted when I'm done with it, but like. So I think that's what it is. Like a lot of it is just like the dopamine and, and serotonin receptors in yeah. your brain that just like fire. And then when they're firing all the time, that makes you exhausted. But, but, um, so, okay. So back, back to the books, um, social media. So that's the, that's what you'd say is you kind of, so like you just limit it to the screen time is what you're saying. Yeah. It's like pretty you, much. Try you to just maintain that. Try to achieve a different screen, uh-huh. a different screen time. What, what is, week. what is your like average screen time right now? I think mine on my phone itself is probably like, like four hours but only because that's that's i listen good. to podcasts at work oh yeah so i have the screen mm-hmm. on just in case my oh, boss that's a, walks out yeah. touch him like hey yo i'm like listen to podcasts yeah uh but on instagram i would say it's probably like an hour mm-hmm. like 10 minutes yeah day, yeah daily. yeah what what do you think is what do you think is like the like the the hardest thing to do to get off social media like what what do you think attracts you to social media so much Feel, fomo fomo Fear of missing out. <laughs> oh, yes. That's it. Yeah. Fear of missing FOMO. out. That's, yeah. a, that's a good acronym for that. Yeah. You'll, you'll show up. You'll show up. And someone will be like, hey, yo, have you heard? Have I heard what? So-and-so got married. Oh, I didn't know. <laughs> you're like, last week. You're like, I got to get back on this. I don't know what's going on out there. That's so, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's I, the only thing. That is, that's so huge for me. Because, like, when I was younger, that's all. The, mm-hmm. Like that was literally the the yeah. reason why I ever did anything was the fear of missing out. Of yeah. It's like, what if I don't go to this party? Yeah. Or like, or like, what if what if I don't go to this bar? Like, mm-hmm. what if that what if that girl I like goes there? Like, what if what if people get hella hammered? And I miss something? Or like, yeah. Like what what like I just I fucking run. That's it's, 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 that's the other thing is like when I work mm-hmm. or whenever I do anything, I'm constantly thinking of situations that could possibly happen. And then I, I run it through my head and I think about it. I'm like, all right, what if I do this? What if mm-hmm. I do that? What if I do this? And it's like that shit gets instilled to like exactly. social media like exactly. that. Like if I if I constantly like if, that's why social media is so bad for me is because mm-hmm. like I keep like, oh, what if I what, like what if I miss really detailed information? That yeah, I exactly. Need crucially. And if I keep mm-hmm. swiping and I keep swiping and swiping and swiping mm-hmm. and then sometimes I lose train of thought. and like, oh, that was hella funny. I was on the next one like that yeah. sort of stuff. But yeah. All right. So back to the books, man. Uh, so, so you said, uh, that what was it? It was the who? What was the book name? The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Hoot by okay. Mark Manson. All right. So then, what 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 would be your second? My second book fifth? would be, uh, let's see, let's see. I was just thinking about it and I forgot it, but I'm I'm gonna remember it right now. Hold on, one second. 
Oh, uh, Hustle Harder, Hustle Smarter. Okay. And this one teaches you. It's by Fifty Cent, so it's Curtis Lee Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Curtis Lee Jackson. Oh, I think I think you did tell me yeah, about yeah. that a while ago. Hustle yeah. harder, hustle smarter, yeah. and it pretty much teaches you on missed opportunities. Yeah. Uh, what what you could have missed out on, uh, jumping the gun too soon, mm-hmm. how how it can affect you in the future. Uh, say you made an investment on something a little too soon, and then next thing you know, it could have been worth more, but it ended up being less because you jumped too mm-hmm. fast. Okay. Anyway, so wait, wait mm-hmm. with patience waiting so that's what that book is good for uh-huh. has a lot more uh stories in it that yeah. help you understand but uh for the most part that's what i took away from it okay is realizing when the opportunity is right to jump yeah and when to stay with it damn i'm surprised you haven't said like like what, what, what order are we going or is that that's like is that your fifth the fourth or is that your first the second or is like are we going uh, first or second to uh, ease into oh it. okay so like the four the 48 laws of power was now your first or second no, that, that one's like i would say that one's too powerful that was, too, really? that was too powerful, but uh, what do you call it? As we progressed, like, because that's a big book. It's a that, yeah, yeah. When I was listening yeah, to it, it was like it's a long hours. book. Um, I listened to it on the audio version, but mm-hmm. the guy sounds like a librarian. <laughs> yeah. So I'm probably on like Law 14. So yeah. I, can't, I can't speak too much into it. Mm-hmm. But that, that book teaches you how to move with power. Mm-hmm. Power. Yeah. But the thing that sucks is, is how do you explain it? What's the word? Some people like. Have you ever heard of the Japanese proverb that says that people wear three faces? Yes. One that one that they show the world, one that they show their family, mm-hmm. another one by themselves. When they're by themselves, mm-hmm. sometimes I jumble that. So like when I'm reading these books, I'm like, wow, yeah, this is great. Uh-huh. But then there's times like I'm like, I can't just implement this into the my persona. Yeah. After I've already met all these people and they know how I am, I can't just become a serious person and all of a sudden I'm like, relax. That's a that's it's, an, it's hard. Yeah, it is. So you can only do that when you meet new people. And mm-hmm. when you meet new people, that's when you like. That's when you test that's it. That's when you bit. test your power yeah. plays. Someone says something disrespectful, I just stare at them like this. <laughs> and then I take a sip of my whiskey. That, and it's, it's, it's a lot more powerful. I can't just do that to my boys right now. They'll be like, why are you staring at me, bro? You trying to kiss me or something? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's that. that's because uh, what, I, what I begin to realize is like, uh, as you learn new things yeah. and you start to develop a certain person uh, persona on, mm-hmm. like you kind of like almost get imbalanced in a way but then you gotta start to level it out again mm-hmm. and then it's like shit like i i th- i i am constantly thinking about and like improving and learning and stuff like that yeah and then i'm just like around, when i go into places like if i go to work and i hear people just talking about dumb shit like just just oh i got this fucking like 250 fucking motorcycle or mod or some shit. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Like, how about you tell me something that is actually intelligent or something that will improve the, the room? But then it's like, then I think about it again. Like, hey, that was a life lesson, man. Like, what? Like, that maybe that maybe that's the only thing that guy likes. Maybe that's the only thing that he can really talk about. So it's yeah. like, it's like, how how do you, how do you keep that balance? Like, how how do you how like do you do it because like you meet meet new people, so like you kind of like test the waters a yes. little bit. So like that's what you do. Yes. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, you call it. You can surround yourself by other people that do that. So, oh yes, yeah. So other people that read, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. If you ever read a lot and you see somebody doing something, you can refer yourself back to that book. You're like, mm-hmm. oh, this is what he's doing. Yeah. If you ever read people and you see some of them are just talking too much. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, that's like, yeah, a million miles a minute. It's like, wow. Remember reading something that said needs to say something because he wants to say something yes but a wise man says something because he needs to say something yeah and you're like whoa yeah you're like, whoa. You're like, whoa. Yeah, dude. And, 
a lot of times I'll refer I'll refer some you call it what's it supposed to be literature. Refer back to some literature in my other works. Excellent. Yeah. And they're like, oh man. Yeah. So on and so forth. But usually you're stuck around your old homies from like when you were a child and you can't implement none of that stuff because then they'll be like, You're acting fake. (laughs) You're acting fake. You're like fake. Yeah. It's like yeah, it's like, but you're just trying like yeah. That that goes into like what I've been listening to. Um, I, I've been listening to a lot of like podcasts, man. Yeah. Because like a lot of people just don't instill stuff, especially around here. Like you just, you just don't know people that mm-hmm. are waking up early, doing cold showers, running mm-hmm. eighteen miles, fucking going to the gym, yeah. and then getting back, going to work, coming back, going to sleep at a, a good time so that you can train the next day. Yeah. And like what I've been doing, and maybe this can help you too, is like. I listen to podcasts that have similar uh, ideals as me. So, like yeah. Joe Rogan, certain episodes I'll listen to over and over again. Or uh, Lex Friedman is another one I've been listening to, and they just they talk with the sense of like just art, a different type of way, like mm-hmm. different vocabulary, different art. Like because what I think is as a and this goes back to our like masculinity this uh, character types is like I, men need to be able to. Uh, just like articulate they need to be able to get their word across and sometimes our our thoughts are too sophisticated to be able to be told in a certain way and so it's like if you're not able to be articulate or have a your own mindset or be able to do stuff and be like not be told to be fake or something like that yeah it's like you got to be able to do that because then that causes a lot of other problems like if you can't be your if you can't be heard as a man then what what gives you like then then you think about like if I can't even be heard then what's the point of even get going and being motivating or like going and doing shit because yeah. I think that's a crucial part that I left out for a majority of my life is mm-hmm. like not reading enough or like not listening to people smart enough or yeah. not or not being like humbled enough and then it goes into another thing is like what are some things that actually has humbled you in your life like what are what are some things that you can think about that maybe like fuck dude i need i need to start doing this and i need to start like what got you into reading books actually that's a good question well because i was always dumb <laughs> right? oh yeah that, that's a great because <laughs> uh no no because I, uh, I i watched uh i watched shows and that's where inspiration comes from i watch shows i see these characters and i'm like yo i want to be just like this man like for example the day that uh, we wore our pea coats oh yeah inspired me to dress like that yes uh what inspired me to dress like that is Ghost from the show Power. What what is that about? Ghost is is Ghost is a leader of a uh, drug organization, and he dresses with class, mm-hmm. and he has his other partner who who dresses with swagger, mm-hmm. but New York style swagger. Yeah, yeah. gangster. Yeah. But I seen that guy, and I was like, Yo, that man's smart. Yeah. He he's a he's he's a drug dealing kingpin mm-hmm. that reads. That dresses well, mm-hmm. that has good taste. Yes, and even though everything in the show it's not real, but like in the show, nothing was given to him. He started on the street selling crack, in the most un- unfortunate of circumstances, and look where he's risen. He has millions of dollars. He opens his own nightclub. He accomplishes all his goals, and he still has a, a, a desire for class. And I was like, "Yo, I'm from the gutter, baby." I can I can have class too. Yeah. Is that what you're saying to me? Yes. So I, I, I think like, I think yeah. also like <clears throat> like dressing this way or that yeah. way, um, it it it, inst- and it brings out like a, a motive like a, a confidence. Mm-hmm. Or it's like if if I look good, I'll perform good. Yeah. And what I what I've been wanting to do more is is dress 
professionally and conduct yeah. myself more in a professional manner. Like for for example, for this podcast, um, I I don't want to do like what I, what I used to do is like I thought it, like what I used to do I thought was a good idea like like yeah let's just roll let's see what happens like let's talk yeah, about yeah. certain things but like I have a, I want to be able to conduct myself more professionally yeah. and, and give people respect and the time that they deserve because I, I respect your time man and yeah. I, I really do I don't I don't want to I don't want you to come over here thinking that I'm a fucking kid and not yeah. not not squared away or like. Like for example, I gave you this water and drink because like <laughs> yeah. I, I want to be thinking ahead. Like, yeah, hey, hey, maybe this guy just came from church. He just ate real quick. Maybe he just didn't get water. Maybe he just didn't get time to get. Coffee. I was trying to be fast. I was like, I don't want to waste yeah. this time, bro. No, but like, <laughs> like that sort of thing, man. And the thing is, is that a lot of a lot of kids and men nowadays they don't yeah. fuck, they don't respect people's time, or they don't they 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 don't show up early. They don't they don't stay late. They don't uh, require the discipline and the hard work, and so. um yeah, it all goes down to like how you present yourself, like yeah. you said, like like being able to dress good and and be articulate and be a fucking gangster. Like, yeah, exactly. But like, but the thing is, is like, you can you, your term of gangster is not just like I'm gonna fucking kill this bitch. Yeah. Like, it's more like gangster, but in the professional standpoint exactly. of like of like because then because then it goes back to like top G is like what what is what is he saying here? Like, what is a top G? And then you start to break it down. Well. Top G is professionalism, articulate fucking, the audacity, being perspicacious, being all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And like, and yeah, it all goes down to just how you fucking conduct yourself in, yeah, the, yeah. in the beginning, early of the day. It's like, do I work out? Do I, do I come off as confident, fucking strong? Like, mm-hmm. can I still beat someone's ass? But can I be like, hey, I was perspicacious enough to kick your ass? You know, it's yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. like stuff like that. <laughs> but that, that was a good point that you brought up is like, you got you to gotta be able to, to do that. And uh, that, that's very, that's very important, I think. Um, so what, let me let me see here. Let me see here. Let me see here. Uh, so what? How do you? So I'm pretty sure in your life, and I've I've definitely dealt with it too. How do you do, how do you handle critics? Like so, like you said, friends. Like how 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 do you how do you handle people saying like, "Hey, you're fucking fake, bro." Like how how do you handle that sort of situation? Oh, because I I'm I'm very curious because like yeah. because I I definitely have that sort of thing. Like mm-hmm. I I got asked the question the other day is like um it was a Friday too and I, and I was like yeah I gotta I gotta go. And it was like 7 p.m. and they're like go where and i was like i gotta go home and sleep man i gotta train tomorrow yeah and, and he's he's like just stay up and i was like no <laughs> i got priorities exactly yeah like i was like i was like i don't want to be like you bro like, <laughs> I, like I, I like like i i've there's this blocked there's this there's this weird thing <laughs> yeah, that yeah. once once you start doing this you have this cold-hearted like mm. like that's exactly why you're fucking the way you are like that's yeah. exactly why you're fat lazy and you're fucking stupid mm. like you know because I because I thought the same way as you, man. I thought I was fucking dumb, and I and I thought there's no way I can be smart and stuff yeah. like that. But if you just fucking apply yourself and become fucking motivated to do something, mm. then you can be a lot more than what you are. But yeah, so how do you deal with those critics, man? Like how how do you deal with friends that just don't want to don't want to go down the path that you're going? Yeah, I want to I want to put that into perspective as well. What you just said right now before that question, uh, uh, we we tend to put ourselves in a mental cage. Mm-hmm. Yes, of what we're capable of. Yes, of being able to do. Here, so I can't do this. Or I'm from here, I can't do that. But we're capable of so much more than that. Exactly. There's other boxes out there, and I'm climbing through that to their cages, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I'm gonna I'm gonna succeed their cages and go further. Um, but critics, uh, critics, critics. There's one thing I've understood is that after action reviews are critics as well. Yes. Have you ever had that before? A- ARs and stuff. For those who don't know, after action <laughs> reviews are when you go out and you you. Conduct an operation, and they come back and they 
tell you that it was trash. You did something <laughs> yeah. wrong. You could have went every, left. Every yeah, time, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you could have you could have got your machine guns and put your machine guns over here to the left. Yeah. Or you could have put the machine guns over there to the right. Mm-hmm. You could have pushed this strike team into the into the building over here yeah. first. Yeah. Blah blah blah. So on and so forth. Exactly. And they would sit us down, look us in our eye, and they say, "You did a bad job. You did a bad job. You guys could have done this." Yeah. And every day I would be there, and I'm like, man. This dude is judging us again. Like, yo, <laughs> who's this captain? Where's he from, bro? He's a pretty boy. He can't be here telling yeah, me what to do. Yeah. And then uh, eventually I realized it's going to happen regardless. Even if you did a perfect job, even if you still conducted uh, the operation and got to the objective and did what you need to do, you're still going to be criticized. Yeah. I see that in life. Mm-hmm. Everywhere I go, still going to be criticized. Yeah. They're still going to judge what you say. They're going to judge how you perform. Mm-hmm. You just got to roll with those punches. Yeah. It's the nature of the beast, yeah. they say. It's like it's like uh it's like playing the game like yeah. when you go to basic or uh when you I went to aerosol school a couple a couple yeah. months ago and uh people were just fucking complaining yeah. people were doing like just the normal shit and I yeah. was like bro we're in aerosol school yeah you guys have been in for just a tiny bit right mm-hmm. it's expected you, you got come on play the game like it's a game like it literally is it's, dude. You, they're gonna tell they're gonna tell you exactly exactly what you don't want to hear like yeah. <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna call you pussies they're gonna call you bitches they're gonna call you all this fucking shit yeah, under yeah. the sun like expect the criticism so like that so that's what you're saying right you're just yeah. saying like like uh expect that it's gonna happen it's gonna but happen. so like so so how do, so this this is another question i had is like how, how do you differentiate differentiate the difference between uh good criticism and bad criticism okay so the bad criticism um bad like, criticism even if it's said with disrespect, you got to dissect it. Mm-hmm. Because if it's any sort oh, of criticism good. at mm-hmm. all, it, it could be something partially, it could partially be true. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're, I heard your work ethic is trash, you're lousy. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, this person thinks I'm lousy. What can I do to fix that? Yeah. Right? Apart from him being disrespectful, yeah. I should throw hands with him in the back. But still, <laughs> but still what, what can I fix from this? Because partially it may be true. I'm like, oh, is my performance not good enough? That's when mm-hmm. I start to reevaluate myself. This is my AAR. Yeah, yeah. What can I do to like get better at this? Mm-hmm. He said I'm lousy in my work ethic. What am I in charge of? I'm in charge of doing these A, B, C, D. What can I do to mm-hmm. make that better? Yeah. Make my uh, ethic of getting A, B, C, D done better. Yeah. That's what I do. That that's a that's a good point. I was uh I was listening to Lex Freeman and Jordan Peterson. Yeah. Do you know Jordan Peterson? No. So Jordan Peterson is a psychologist. Extreme, oh my God, bro! Oh, I think he was on Joe Rogan's podcast. Yes, yes, yeah, he yeah. he yeah, he is that. on. A, sometimes when he talks, I can't really understand because his, his vocabulary is just out of this world. But he said something to that on Lex Freeman's podcast not too long ago. He said something that just stuck with me. Um, before every show he had, so like show he he uh, lectures sort of like he talks about a chapter in his book and then he'll go talk about it. But in order. Before he goes out, he breaks down that chapter. So, mm-hmm. for example, is like, um, I go for a walk. Yeah. What is a walk? A walk is what I do. Is why I walk outside. Like I, I perform an act and I outside to uh, compensate for endurance or something like that or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then what is endurance? And he just breaks everything down. I'm just like, that's very interesting because why does he do that and then he says because it brings more to the table it breaks down everything that you can possibly think about so you cannot miss anything yeah yeah. and i was like it's very interesting how can i instill that in my own life and so then i was like i need to be more self-analytic i need to be able to understand like what am i doing Uh 
to make myself feel that way like what am i what am i doing every single day to like so i'm be, I, so like being your own critic is almost like what i'm doing is like you got to be able to break everything down and understand like where am i getting most most of my information like where yeah. am i going like wh- where am i going with this and that sort of stuff but um but yeah um so how do you approach like learning and and, and personal growth like how, how do you do that man how do you how do you do that learning and personal growth like how, how do you how do you get yourself into the mindset of going out to 18 miles like 18 like miles. like you know you know what i mean like how, how do you fucking do it like how how do you go build yourself up do you listen to music do you read a book do you listen to the roman gods fucking speech before like what, what do you do to get instilled uh, in that mindset i wouldn't do it that day yeah like, uh, my typical regime mm-hmm. it is not just for running but it's also for working out so what i do not every day, but I set aside some time to specifically do some motivational soaking. Mm-hmm. What is motivational soaking? For me, motivational soaking is I'll put like a video on YouTube while I'm cleaning my room. Right? I'm cleaning mm-hmm. my room. I'll yeah. have like a video of nothing but motivational speeches. Mm-hmm. Jocko Willink. Yeah. David Goggins. Uh, Inky Johnson. Inky Johnson? E.T. E.T. Johnson? No, no, no. Inky Johnson. Oh, Inky Johnson. Okay, Inky Johnson and Inky Johnson is a football, okay, football like, player right. who lost his arm. Oh, okay. He, he, during football. I don't remember how. I don't remember the football game. But, like, he'll say some things, mm-hmm. and I'll, like, listen to it. And I'll let that play while I'm cleaning my room. Mm-hmm. When it comes subconscious. I just listen to it. Okay. And I'll be the same things over and over again. I already know what he's going to say next. Like, yeah. Yeah, this is when he's talking about when his teammates didn't do this. You know, yeah. it becomes part of me. It yeah. becomes part of me subconsciously. It's kind of like when you, when you read a, or when you listen to a song. Listen to the song over and over again. You start to know the words. Yeah. You start to know it subconsciously. Mm-hmm. So if like whenever the the artist goes like this and he turns the mic to the crowd, the crowd goes like this. Yeah. Same thing. That's when I hear those motivational yeah. speeches, I'm listening to it. I'm like, oh, I know what he's gonna say next. Even mm-hmm. if my speaker died. Yeah. I know what he's gonna say next. Yeah. So I already know. So whenever I listen to that, it becomes part of me. I almost think like uh, I almost think like when you do that and you sleep. Like in your subconscious, you're even thinking about it. Yeah. So then, when you're, is that what you mean? As you're doing, you're like, you're thinking about it so much that if my head, like, what I, what actually one time happened was like, I was listening to fucking Jocko's, like, good. Mm-hmm. Like, have you, you seen that video? The good, good. The good, like, hey, if something happens, good. oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. If it, like, if, like yeah, if it, it was, was terrible, good. Good. Like, oh, yeah, someone came to me the other day and he's like, oh, I already know what you were going to say or something like that. And he's like, you say it's good. good. Yeah, like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, there was like a moment in time where I listened to it every day and then my my fucking headphones died but I still continued the fucking thing and I finished that like last mile or whatever I was doing I, I yeah. did it and I just fucking listened I did exactly what you were talking about which was very it's like everything yeah. that you're saying is everything that I do and yeah. so it's like it's like man it's like having a conversation with myself almost yeah, it's like, exactly. but, but um, so how how do you so actually I think we actually kind of briefly passed by it but Back to the criticism thing because yeah. I, I think we did skip over that. Um, how, so how do you fu- so you deal with the, the their critics just like you said like you deal with uh, your personal critics and then if it's negative they still you still break it down and yeah. you still figure out what's going on. So how so how do you find those people around you? Because I was told that uh, the people around you are the most important thing. So that's why I said mm-hmm. like podcasts like if you listen to or even the mo- the videos that you're talking about if you listen to it so much it's going to be instilled in you and then that's all you're going to want to find is like. Mm-hmm. Who is more? Who's interested? Who is fucking motivated as much as I am? Yeah. So like, how do you find those people? Like, do you, do you even find those people? Like, like I know around here it's pretty fucking hard to find yeah, someone, yeah, yeah. find no, someone yeah, no, like that, exactly. you know. But like, uh, how, how? Like, what? Because I have I have my like image. Like, I, I 
Damn, it's almost exactly like mm-hmm. your your personality. Like, yeah. Honestly, you're in my circle, bro. Like any, ah, like, like you, you know, like if I like it, to, dude. Like I, I actually, I, dude, I love you, man. You're fucking. <laughs> I'll, I'll go to war with you, bro. Thank I don't you, give thank a you, fuck. You. Like if if Likewise. if we go to Ukraine, back our boys up over there, bro. I'm, I'm coming. I'm coming with you, bro. <laughs> but that's the thing is like, like uh, how do you find those people? Like how how do you find the 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 circle, the five people that that you want to stick to, the ones that you'll take over next over overseas with? Like who? How do you find those people? They come and go. They do come. They and come go. and go. Mm-hmm. Um, um, you'll just feel their presence. Their pres- presence is powerful. Mm-hmm. So, uh, whenever I'm in your presence, I feel it. I'm comfortable. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh man, I lay back. So I know. Yeah, we, we I know it. he's gonna be. He's gonna be here. Yeah. He's gonna put. He's gonna put everything on the table when the wolves are at the door. Yeah, he's here. Yeah. But one thing I like to say, I just gotta throw it out because I just said that right now. I, when I'm running, I say, "Will the wolves be ready when they're at my door?" <laughs> like oh, I reversed it. Uno yeah. reverse part. Will the wolves be ready when they're at my door? Oh, because I'm gonna be ready behind that that's, door. That's good. So uh yeah, that's what I that's one thing. <laughs> I love that. Dude, so, yeah, <laughs> will the wolves be ready when they're knocking at my door? That's that, the that's that the thing. Is so funny. Yeah, I don't know if you remember John Wick, but he was home and then all of a sudden everybody started coming in, right? Everybody oh, that's right. Yes, in. yes, yes. Will the wolves be ready when they're at my door? That is yes. Um but what were we say? We we're talking about dissecting, <laughs> dissecting, dissecting critics and everything, and how we find, how do we find motivational people? Yeah, how, how do we how do we find that that group? Uh-huh. How do we find the group? Um, I feel like they just come, they just come. You just it's kind of like meeting a new friend, mm-hmm. and you just like uh, shoot the bricks with them, and you're like, hey, what, what do you like? And yeah. Like, oh, I like this music. Like, All right, cool. What are you trying to do? Like, oh, I'm trying to I'm trying to do this something great. Yeah. You know? yeah. And you're like, oh, you trying to be something great? Yeah. Well, that's crazy because. I'm trying to be great too. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it is. But uh, but here I don't I don't really find them. I don't really find them. Yeah. So it, it's when in spaces like this where we can't find them, mm-hmm. we gotta create them. I actually have another question. We gotta create that, them. That, that backs up off. Yeah. I'll back up on that. So it's like, so like like you said, it, it this grind is yeah. very lonely at some points. So what what do you do when you feel that that loneliness? Like what like what what. Like, how do you deal with that loneliness? What, what's what's something that you do to to motivate you after that, uh, about that? It takes understanding that people will not help push you forward if you're not going to push yourself forward yourself. Mm-hmm. I've had friends that say, "Hey, I'm going to the gym with you. I'm down." They go for two weeks straight. You're like, "Oh, we developed something. We're going to do this. Yeah, we're going to get stronger together." Mm-hmm. And then the next week, the excuse comes again. I have a wedding. Yeah. The next day, oh, I'm really feeling really down. Am I going to stop because they don't want to go? Exactly. No. Yeah. I'm going to keep going because mm-hmm. the mission must be accomplished regardless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The mission. That's what's so great about the military is they teach you the yeah. mission must be accomplished. <laughs> whether you're exactly. tired, whether yeah. you're hungry, whether you're, you're sleep deprived, mm-hmm. you, you got to finish the mission. Yeah. Dude, complete. it comes up with a good point or a story that I have. It's an experience. So I, I, uh, when I was in Arizona, I competed with the, the best warrior competition. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know yeah. Um. So I got I got up to the USARC level. So all all the uh United States Reservists. Yeah. And uh, they they sleep deprived us to the most I've ever I've ever experienced. Yeah, like yeah. it was it was that was probably the hardest week I've ever <laughs> experienced in my entire life. But go. what what uh it got to a point where like fuck dude it was lonely though like mm-hmm. a lot of because I was competing against everyone that surrounded me like everyone so around. No one talked to each other. No, it, it, it like we like it was still like it was like friendly competition oh, but like okay, yeah. but still like we had it in the back of my mind i'm gonna fucking beat you bro like don't even fucking look my way don't look, <laughs> don't, 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 don't look at, at my papers like don't yeah. do that shit so it's like 
it's like we, I made good friends, like yeah. a competitive spirit type shit. Like I definitely want you on my team later on, you know. Like I kept the numbers and mm-hmm. stuff, but like we still like it was really lonely at sometimes. Like how am I gonna do this? How am I gonna do that? Like I need yeah, to, yeah. I need to develop a plan. And so what I did was like I thought about it and I was like everyone that calls you crazy are the ones that will congratulate you or say how did you do it like when you're done. Yeah. So it's like yeah. the craziest thing is is that a couple of weeks ago someone told me that like you're fucking crazy. Like why are you doing this? Like what? Because I don't want to, like I said again, I don't want to be average. Like, I, I that's the one mm-hmm. thing that keeps me motivated during the lonely times. Like, when I'm there, like, yeah. on, like on the weekends, Friday and Saturday, mm-hmm. and people are out partying and doing all this shit. Mm-hmm. And I think in my fucking head, I'm like, I'm going to have millions. Or I'm oh, going to be yeah. talking to people, millions yeah. of people or something. Something, I'm not going to be average. You're going to be the fucking person stuck yeah, yeah. at a dead-end job for 30 years. Like, mm-hmm. while I'm putting in the work, like, that's the stuff that, yeah. that I instilled in myself. That when... When I'm lonely or when I'm fucking sad or depressed. Or the other thing is, is like I wake up, I don't give a fuck what I feel anymore. Like I this like I got a mission and the mission won't be done if like based off my emotion. Like my emotion ain't gonna dictate what I exactly, do anymore. Exactly. And that's hard, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you wake up and you're just like, oh I don't wanna do it. But my my emotion do feel like pretty bad, you know. But yeah. Um yeah, so like so the loneliness, man. Like, so you're saying, like, uh, you say, like, you have the same same ideals as me. Thinking, thinking that, thinking mm-hmm. that you can just beat anyone that you want and fucking keep pushing stuff just like that. Keep pushing, yeah. The punches. Sometimes you're gonna be solo. Sometimes you're gonna have a team. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just gotta build the team. Exactly, man. Uh, especially for like a lot of people, especially if they're not in the military, mm-hmm. like never were, never experienced anything of that kind of uh, team nature. Mm-hmm. You you gotta you gotta, you know, what do you call it? Uh, help them dip their toes into the kitty yeah. pool. And once they feel it, they're like, oh, day. Yeah. Oh, day. The yeah. other day, uh, yesterday, first time ever running 18 miles. Guy never did it before. Mm-hmm. The furthest he ran is six. The week before that, the same thing. The furthest he ran was six. Not many people go over six. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And when he got done, both of them, when they got done, two different weeks in a row, right? Last week and this week, they were just like, I didn't know I could do that. He's like, well, welcome to my world. <laughs> I didn't know I could do it. Yeah, and here we are standing yeah. triumphant That's over awesome. the battlefield That's awesome. that we just conquered. Yeah. So um, there's that we create, we can create, uh, and it's up to them. If you can lead a horse to water, mm. you can't drink. Yeah, it's not you can't force them to drink. Mm-hmm. You show them they can do 18 miles. What they do with all this, the realizing their capability mm-hmm. is up to them. Yeah, do they want it more? If they not, move on to the next person. Mm-hmm. So I know that. Oh. Oh damn! I wasn't even on your fucking screen. My bad. G. <laughs> no worries, no worries. But um, <laughs> sorry for the people that are watching. But if you're listening, you didn't miss anything. Um, so how? So I know you're a religious guy, and yeah. I'm, I'm very curious about this because uh, everything, everything, my my, I, I feel like my brain is changing extremely quickly. Yeah. Well, last year and a year yeah. and a half, and I just I have so many questions now, and I, and I and I just. A lot of the people I surround myself with, like my my family, my and my sisters and my shit like that, like they they don't have my same ideas or they don't have my same drive or motives because they're either they're too old to understand or they're too young or maybe they're just completely out of the loop or they just don't give a fuck. So I've noticed that like there's so much good in the world that's got to be bad. So like how how did you get into religion? Like what what made you become more a Christian guy or a God guy? Like what 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 are those things that kind of because because now we live in a day and age where it's like there's a lot of atheists. There's a lot yeah. of people who don't even give a fuck. They are atheists atheists now. So like it's really open and especially like with like churches being. Now that was another question afterwards. Um, 
but like another a lot of churches are being like uh, outed as being not so truthful to their word or like yeah maybe spitting a little bit of politics into it so like what what uh how how do you bring in god and like how do you find a good church to find or like how do you find Mm -hmm. the good the like the thing that keeps your religion going, because I know a lot of that's dying right now. How do how do you do that? Um, it started when I was eighteen. Mm-hmm. I was invited to a uh, what's it called a youth a youth, uh, youth event. Yes, yeah. It wasn't it wasn't like a youth night, but it was a youth event. It was like a Wednesday night thing or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. So like they had like all these like inflatable popsicle things that you mm-hmm. guys could play games on. Like, okay. I had to throw a wrecking ball and smack people on this platform. So on yeah. and so forth. That those kind of things. Yeah. And uh, just being able to be around the wow, I'm not so alone in my religion. Because mm-hmm. oh, that's right, yeah. remember from foster care, I was mm-hmm. always at home, never allowed to go out, never mm-hmm. allowed to go out. So when I was there, I was like, wow, like this is a family. Yeah. And then I would stay there. And then eventually the next year I joined the army and I found the church out there. And uh, it, it wasn't too homey where like you felt like you were friends with people. You yeah. felt like even if you went to Bible study, it was more like I'm just here to learn. I'm not trying to like just make mm-hmm. friends. Like everybody was there. So yeah. I, just, I feel like everybody was just there to like kind of Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. I definitely know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, so it's kind of like they were like, I've been going through this, and this is what, but I love it. I love, I, it gives me a reminder, like, hey, everybody's going through something. Yeah. But that's not what I want to hear when I'm at a Bible study. Oh, okay, I do want to hear that because it lets me know who to yeah. check up on. And it teaches you but, love. But what, so. in, my, in my head, that's not what I want to hear specifically. I don't want to just hear people complaining. I want to hear what God has helped you accomplish. Mm-hmm. I want to hear that. Yeah. But I also want to hear an additional, what has he helped you accomplish? Yeah. What has he helped you? What does he help you overcome? And what do you expect from him to help you with uh, overcoming in the future? Yeah. Right? Because when I just hear nothing but, like, they were just complaining, like, like how do I explain this? Like, they're expecting nothing but God to do everything for them. Uh-huh. And it's like, no, yeah. that is not the case. Yeah. You got to put in the work, too. If you want you want something and you pray for it, you go out there and, and start start mm-hmm. helping him help you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, um. Yeah, man, I've been... I've been I've been an atheist for a long quite for about three four years. I mean yeah. I, I wouldn't classify myself as an atheist because mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of bad. Yeah. So it's like it, with equal and opposite force, there has to be good. So yeah. obviously there's got to be some type of good force in this world. But um, damn, what was I gonna say? Um, but using God is like uh, it's like God gives you some time because I, there's certain events that happen in my life that. Mm-hmm. I just can't understand, yeah. like, why? Like, why did this happen? Like, what? Mm-hmm. why? And then it's like, is God giving me, like, an opportunity to, mm-hmm. to learn something here? Or it's yeah. like, is, is religion or something, some type of force watching out for me, but in order for me to become the person that I want to become, like, mm-hmm. are they giving me the situation to, to learn from? Because mm-hmm. uh, it, it feels like every day there's something, like, like something little, like mm-hmm. something, like, this is an opportunity to not be angry, learn learn to control your emotions, mm-hmm. or like this is an opportunity to be motivated, yeah, or yeah. be be disciplined. Like, do you think that happens? Like, do you think you have situations in your life, or can you recall a situation where where your life that God may have like given you a situation to where it, it taught you something? <laughs> Let me see. Off the bat. say uh especially with this this topic that that is always happening it's, it's inevitable yeah of of soldiers killing themselves uh 
he explained the mission to me. Like God explains that I have a mission to fulfill. Mm-hmm. Right. So for me, it's I have to give myself a mission in order to feel like I'm I'm successfully moving towards something. Mm-hmm. Um, and with God, because you like you said, we're lonely. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lonely road. <laughs> Yeah. And it's best to not be alone, so I have God with me everywhere. So yeah. uh, one thing he's he's taught me is, hey, I'm going to be here with you regardless of if he gives up on you. Because mm-hmm. I've been giving up on a lot. So in my head, I'm like, hey, God's with me. He's moving me forward. He's giving me a mission. He's helped me understand that I'm going to do this alone. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. A, lot, a lot of people in the Bible, you'll see that they go on and they accomplish many things by themselves, even though they were a group of 12. They're sent in their own directions to go handle things. Yeah. And they get it done and come back. Yeah. That's pretty much me. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to go in whatever direction I'm headed, and I I know I'm not alone because he's yeah. beside me or yeah. inside me, whichever whichever way you tend to think about it. Yeah. To me, he's like my homie, so I got Jesus right here on the side. And he's yeah. like always with me, traveling with me, and and I I always think of of what do you call it, um, the Holy Spirit as like my internal dialogue. So like that the voice you hear inside of your head, if you're constantly you know um, going to church and reading your Bible and reading your word, it shapes your thoughts and form and helps you form your ideas in a certain way. And your actions. So when I'm not going to church mm-hmm. and I'm not going to, and I'm not reading my Bible, I, I, I start to think different. Mm-hmm. I start to think different. I'm like, I'll see a girl. And I'm like, oh, damn. Yeah. Who's, who's baby girl over there? Like the vices come I mean, back. Yeah, yeah. I started speaking all, all kinds of uh, provocativeness. You yeah. Know? When I'm in my word, when I'm reading, when I'm praying to God, when I'm uh, doing whatever I'm doing, my, t- my thoughts changed. I'm like, oh, damn, that girl is beautiful. Yeah. She could be my wife. Bro. Yeah. I, I will love that girl to the end of, like, my days. Like, I yeah. will go on missions for this woman <laughs> yeah. to the grocery store to get some milk, bro. Like, it's yeah. crazy. But that that's what he's taught me is, is we have to focus on the mission, especially with a lot of veterans out there. They, they either didn't get back or they don't feel like they're part of the mission anymore. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yo, I can't do this life alone. I can't, especially with no mission. That's one of the motivators for me to go out there and chase something because at the job that I was at with you, um, there was always something to chase. I'm like, oh, I want to be better for when the next guy needs needs guarding. I'll be there. Yeah. I'll be there for him. I'll be there ready, yeah. ready to go. But now I'm sitting in an office. It's not so motivating. There's no one, no mission for yeah. me to go on yeah. or anybody I need to be prepared for because all I need to do is type. Yeah. I mean, my mission could be I could be a faster typer. Uh-huh. <laughs> I could sit back a little more, you know, and like learn how to type from far away. But that's not, that's it. That's, yeah. that's the range of mission I get from there. Uh-huh. So I had to transfer it out. It's just... So like, how, how do you, um, how do you like, because uh, I know you like cigars, drinking yeah. and motorcycles and stuff. So how, how do you keep that all balanced? Like, like, do you, do you, do you still like, because I know people are just, people are like, oh, you're a Christian. You can't drink. You can't do this. Can't do oh, that. Yeah. Can't do this. Oh, yeah. So like, how, how, how like, do you, so like, but what my question is like what is your relationship with God then like what what type of uh relationship do you have with him do you think I'd say my relationship with him is is kind of like son whatever you're going through I'm still going to be here at the end mm-hmm. regardless if if of the outcome of me being chosen either to go to heaven or hell you're still going to be with me yeah regardless of what I mm-hmm. believe or not they say in the bible that you can go to heaven as long as you have the faith of a mustard seed yeah Mine's far bigger than just a mustard seed. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Yeah. If not, hey, so as long as I had him with me, you know, mm-hmm. the journey of alone just having him by my side yeah. is great. Yeah. And when it comes to the cigars and the, you know, and the whiskey, yeah. and the whiskey, <laughs> and the whiskey uh, 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 I never hide it. I never tell anybody that I don't smoke. Like, I'm, if 
immediately when I meet Christians, I'm always like, hey, yeah, so you wear. And I people could vouch for me. I tell them on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I would send them a message, hey, just so you're aware. I drink whiskey and I smoke cigars. Mm-hmm. I'm not hiding it from anyone. Yeah. I just want to let you know now so you can block my stories That's or good. whatever whatever the yeah. the case may be. Because I know you don't want to seem like you're friends with someone who smokes cigars and drinks whiskey and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And surprisingly, you'll meet a lot of Christians that are like, oh, no, I drink too. Yeah. I drink too. In moderation. Yeah. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I definitely see that, man. Like, I, I think it's a, I think it's important to have some type of balance in your life, yeah. man. I mean, if you don't, you're gonna lose your mind. <laughs> you're gonna go crazy because if you, I, I don't, I don't like to drink a lot anymore. Like, I, uh, I, I smoke cigars here and there because I, I like to. It, yeah. n- nicotine is a miracle drug, and I, you know, what yeah. I mean, like, it, it, get, it gets you going. Yeah. Like, I know sometimes, like, when, uh, when I work, sometimes I'm, I'm really, really tired, or like, if, uh, when I was in Arizona uh especially when when i had like long days of training or like if because i had to train for rucks and stuff like long yeah. days i probably get like some dip or something like that or, like the little nicotine pouches put it in and uh yeah i mean i mean there, you gotta you gotta be balanced with everything though like you can't yeah. let it absorb your life because you can't let it uh, dictate what you do like like yeah. uh for, for example caffeine for me is like crucial but I've been i've been been able to be very disciplined with it because there's a certain time when you should take it and it's more effective yeah. that way so it's like yeah man i see what you're saying it's extremely like i think it's fantastic that you're sh- telling people that yeah dude i smoke and i drink like that's like that's what i do that's what i am and and god's still gonna fucking love me like yeah. i i think as long as as long as you're you're molding yourself into god's image i don't see why you yeah. wouldn't, wouldn't be able to like as long as you're giving to charity and, and you're working and, and you're and you're still honest and, and you're you're firm handshake type dude like yeah I don't see why not. I don't see why you wouldn't be able to do that. And I don't see why God would be frowned upon for that. Like for me, it's it's if if it's not okay, but it's like it's not so bad as long as I'm not hurting anyone. Yeah, else. yeah, yeah. It's myself. So be it. Mm-hmm. I choose my own. Yeah, lives. we all choose our own poison. Mm-hmm. Um, but wow, man, I forgot. I was gonna say, I was gonna say something. Hey, you're good, man. It's I a podcast. It's I a forgot. conversation. You can uh, think uh, about uh, it. Oh yeah, it's hard. It's exhausting. Mm-hmm. It's exhausting to put on. Face for other people when you're saying, "Yeah, hey, mm-hmm. I don't smoke or I don't drink. You go home, you do smoke and you do drink, and then the next thing you know, you accidentally slip up and you post post a, a photo and you forgot to send it to your yeah. close friends, and, and you, you accidentally send, and then you live in fear. But I said, not live in fear. Just be up, up front. Hey, mm-hmm. I do this. I smoke cigars. Yeah, I'm an enthusiast. I smoke my cigars. Mm-hmm. I'm a gentleman. Whiskey, exactly. So on and so forth. Yeah, as long as you're a gentleman, bro. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so let's let's veer off the topic. Let's go to uh, risk taking and stuff. So, like, what type of what type of uh, risks or bold moves that you had to take in your life that that uh, that may have changed your life or may may even for the better or for the worse? And how did you deal with that situation? How did how did you be able to bounce back or or deal with that adversity? Because uh, for the podcast, the, the whole the whole point is. Um, and I say this quite often now that I've learned the quote is from uh, the psychology of money. Yeah. And uh, they, they say the history doesn't repeat itself. Man does. So yeah. when you take risks, you obviously make mistakes or mm-hmm. the, the, the probability of mistakes do go up. So, so if you do take risks and you do have mistakes, how do you bounce back and how do you learn from those mistakes? Hmm. Let me try to think of something. Of a uh, risk. I would say risk. The risk I've taken vehicles <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i've taken risks on vehicles I, I one day i wanted to be a lift driver and i was like 
no, let me buy this car. Mm-hmm. And I bought his car. And two weeks later, they were like, you can't ship this car off this island. Yeah. So I was living in Hawaii. They just came <laughs> Hawaii. They would not let me ship the car back. So I had to literally surrender the car. And then it just turned my whole entire finances upside down because mm-hmm. my credit score tanked. Yeah. I had a repossession to my name. Oh, I do. Yes, I do. I'm talking about that. Yeah, Yeah. it went bad. I just kept pushing. Mm -hmm. Whatever I could. I didn't pay for the car. I wasn't going to pay for the car because I literally had it for three months. They took it. They wouldn't allow me to take it. So Mm -hmm. I'm not going to pay for the car. Mm -hmm. I just kept paying small things that I needed to pay for my credit cards. Whatever debt I had, I just paid off, paid off, paid off. As a a kid, like when when you were an orphan and stuff, like what? Yeah. What made what made you like keep pushing? Like, because obviously, kid, like, that that's an extremely like fragile moment of your life, uh, adolescence, and like, what do you, how did you, adverse through that? Like, how how did you get over the fact, like, because uh, I don't want to bring anything, any emotions up, but like, how 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 do you deal with the fact, like, my own family didn't even want me anymore? Like, how 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 do you deal with the fact that like, maybe someone doesn't even give a fuck about me? Like, how how do you keep going even though that you just don't know, or that you you for sure know that no one gives a fuck? Mm. Like, you know, how 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 did you deal with that? To me, it's like it's like uh, they weren't worthy. Mm-hmm. They weren't worthy. Wow, that's powerful, yeah. man. They yeah. were not worthy of me. Yeah. They were not worthy of me. Not they didn't give they didn't give me yeah. up. They were not worthy of me. They yeah. couldn't afford to have me. Couldn't afford to take. It was me and my sister, so we came as a complete package. Mm-hmm. They weren't worthy of me and my sister. Mm-hmm. They they couldn't afford the rent because they were too busy on drugs instead of worrying about paying the rent and then paying Damn. for our food and yeah. so on and so forth. Yeah. They were not worthy. That is a powerful fucking. Now, that is powerful. Now for families that like you know. They go homeless and they can't afford to take care of the kids. That's not what I'm talking about. They're gonna do everything in their everything possible to try to, you know, make sure their kids eat, make sure mm-hmm. all that stuff. Their main source was drugs. Mm-hmm. They wanted to get the drugs. That was more important to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they found a house for us to stay at every now and then. You know, stay on someone's couch and whatnot. Yeah, but they were not worthy. Yeah. So, uh, the universe said, "Nah, <laughs> we're taking." Birth. Yeah, we got put in harsh places and so on and so forth. Man, that's a that's an interesting position you put yeah. yourself in. That's like. That's such a how old were you when that happened? Like how six. you were six years six old years when old, you thought about that. Which is also which is also a good thing because when you when you're like uh, what do you call it? I'm not sure if it's called pre adolescent, but when you're like in those stages of life, early stages of life. That, that's pre adolescent. Pre adolescent. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, one hundred percent sure. Yeah, but gonna, I think say, we're gonna go of off life, it in that stage of life, <laughs> eighth period of one through six. Everything after that, you grow into it. Like, yeah. Like if I was fourteen and it happened, it would be an emotional roller coaster for me because I've already experienced. Know everything, mm-hmm. so to speak, to an extent. Yeah. But like in my head, I know everything. Yeah. I'm already a know it all to myself. Yeah. But at six years old, you get put in the system. Everything else you experience is normal. That's your that's yeah. your life. Yeah. That's what you're opened up to. Like, yeah. Wow. Like this is my life now. Wow. That, that, that jump is, to another. Damn, that is extremely powerful, yeah. man. Like putting yourself six years old and telling yourself like. They weren't worth it. Yeah. They didn't. They, they yeah. weren't even worth my time. Yeah, like yeah, that's when I was your own parents. Like that's yeah. that's fucking amazing. That's just that that's that that is literally the whole point of this podcast. Like yeah. that that is the whole point. It's because like yeah. someone someone out there has may have had the same situation as you, yeah. or or maybe had somewhat similar, but like maybe yeah. even worse, maybe less. Like, and they're just struggling, bro. And mm-hmm. it's like that is just that is immaculate fucking thinking. It's yeah. just like. You're think you're in the you're in the box. How do I think outside the box to get out? It's yeah. like it, it goes back to our whole analogy with the chessboard. It's like you're sitting here, you're looking at the chessboard. I am in a fucking shitty position. Yeah, dude. What is my best position? And you went to the you went to the 
the only thing that you knew and it was like they ain't worth it bro (laughs) (laughs) they weren't worth it man that is fantastic man i mean god damn so moving kind of going in the same uh genre of the conversation like how how do you deal with failure then how do you how do you deal with uh that similar situation do you like if you didn't make 18 miles or or uh the uh situation with your parent putting the applications in the trash can like like what how do you deal with failure like how do you mold it into someone that you are like how do you bounce back how do you do how do you deal with that just don't stay down mm-hmm. just don't stay down yeah just if, I, can't ran eight, back if back. I couldn't run 18 miles and only ran 14 well i'm closer yeah i'm close i'm mm-hmm. inching my way over there mm-hmm. i'm closer mm-hmm. i'm a step closer yeah. i might even get half a mile yeah. even closer yeah do it again which i failed right i'll do 14 mm-hmm. 14 and a half mm-hmm. fail yeah then i'll do 15 and a half mm-hmm. fail so you just you just, just get closer yeah so you just kind of just like bounce back from the last time you're just like 14 i can probably yep. get i can probably do 14 and a half yeah. i did 14 and a half i could probably do 15 you know yeah. like stuff sort of like that and I, and I think i talked to you about this i'm not sure if i did or not but it, it was we probably did <laughs> it's uh it's uh uh my confucius is the saying it says one who wants to move a mountain must first start by carrying a small stone. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't know if you've seen how big a mountain is, but it's pretty big. So if you're gonna move it, you're not gonna, you know, you're not gonna carry the whole mountain. Once. Yeah. You start by carrying small rocks, mm-hmm. one by one, one by one. What did you do that day to get you closer to your goal? Yeah. Did I run a mile? Did I run half a mile? There's mm-hmm. another pebble. Move another pebble. Over yeah. Here. Yeah. And then eventually your mountain will grow. It'll be bigger. That's and perfect. It takes nothing. That's perfect because it goes right into my que- my next question is uh what is your daily what is your daily routine like what 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 is the what is the routine of Anthony Ailercon that that wants to be successful motivated an absolute yeah. fucking unit like what what is the what is the fucking daily routine there man my routine is simple it's like the army uh, PT is mandatory right PT is mandatory you wake up at six thirty are you okay. You're in formation at 6.30. You're in formation at 6.30 and you're doing PT mandatory. Yeah. For me, it's opposite. It's like when I get off work, physical training is mandatory. I'm a disabled veteran, ladies and gents. I'm disabled. They said I couldn't run again, which I have tried running when I first got out. And it was hard. I had to stay in bed for like four four days straight because I couldn't walk too well after that one and a half mile run. So I've developed my way over here. I've created my mountain. Yeah. Um. But what do you call it? I was saying, what were we talking about? Wait, what was I just saying? Uh, oh, dude, uh, just daily routine. Like, what? Oh, what? daily routine. Yeah. yeah, that's the question. So every day, every day after, I can get sidetracked and talk about motivation. No, you're good. Uh, but yeah, I get off work. I tell myself it's mandatory. Mm-hmm. I have to. Not only because I want to look good and like impress these ladies. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean that's part of it, bro. Because, <laughs> I, because I don't want to die fast. Oh yeah, I, I want to die that. throughout time. I be able to experience my kids kids yeah. and their kids if they have it i'm like yo y'all have babies too young ever knock it off <laughs> i want to be able to be there for life of my family and the future family that, that is to come yeah so on and so forth mm-hmm. so when they talk about you at family gatherings when you pass away what are they going to say mm-hmm. are they going to say oh, he yeah. accomplished a lot or they say oh your grandpa was always sitting in that couch he never left that that was his favorite ca-. no i want them to say you see that route over there that's that's the route that your your grandpa ran over yeah. and over again until he was like seventy five. Like that dude's that. crazy. Yeah. He would take 
he would take his dog Jocko. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> he would take his dog Jocko and just walk this whole area over and over again. I want them to say things like that yeah. and inspire it because a lot of people are inspired by what their family has accomplished. Mm -hmm. yeah. I don't know if you ever ran into a few. They'll be like, my dad was in the army, so I had to join. Well, I want to join the army to, yeah. you know, to uh, continue the tradition of joining. Yeah. So on and so forth. Why don't you? Why don't you create a tradition of mm -hmm. greatness? Yeah. Accomplishment. Yeah. Oh, dang, my, my dad did, my dad became a captain. I want to become a colonel. My oh. dad was a captain. Or whatever. So on and so forth. Yeah. Create a tradition of success. That's a that's a similar thing for me, man. It's like uh my my father because I, I was I was born into somewhat of a, a good situation. I mean, I, I uh I was dealt a little bit of a tougher hands, but I mean I I never complained about it ever. But uh, I bring it up sometimes because people ask and I and I bring it up because some people are curious. But. Yeah. Um, my father though, when my, my mom was sick, she, 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 uh, could not work or anything. We were fucked. It was like right during probably the recession of uh, 2008 or 2009 with like the housing market and everything. Yeah. And, um, dude, my dad had picked up like three jobs or something like that. And, Damn. and he had to deal with me and my two, and, uh, my two sisters at the time. I think we were at the house and stuff. And I saw my father just hustle, dude, just three jobs, just 12, like. He would he would work all day. Then on the weekends he'd go to fucking do taxes for people and just sit at Walmart for twelve, fifteen, thirty, like sixteen hours and just sit there. Yeah. And you can just see him just be depleted, but he still he had, he had to do his he had to provide, man. He had to do it. And so that's that that type of like like you said, family man doing that sort of thing is like kids kids see that shit they see it they would they are observant little they fucks sometimes yeah yeah and so like when they when they like when i saw my father work hard and i saw him do that and, he, and my dad's a traditional guy he got married he, he went to college he, he's at his job for 37 years and, and he, he's a hard worker he does every single day and when you see your father do that get up every day read his bible learn spanish learn french uh he's he, that's what he's learning right now and uh and go out and go to the gym every day and 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 work like you see it every day and it spills in you like the hard work that you like no, nothing is just given and if you and if you and unfortunately if you're born into a rich family you can't you won't even understand this the struggle and all part of life is is struggling like yeah. like I, what i think what i think life is is like uh is it's a whole lot of struggle within an intermittent like moments of happiness like yeah. you you have those moments where you're just like i fucking did it but now it's time to go do something else <laughs> it's like it's like you know it's you're like, like what's it's the like next, what's the next goal to it's achieve? like it's like that it's like you you're, you're extremely happy at one moment and then now it's like all right what the fuck do i do now and then it's like right back to the struggle again it's like what, what yeah. now i gotta find the purpose but continue though so that so yeah man i think that's extremely important that's extremely important detail that you brought up um, so go back to your daily routine. So you wake up six, uh, six thirty, seven, four thirty, five thirty. Five thirty. Wake up at five thirty every day. Go to work at seven. Go five thirty. Getting prepped, getting clothes ready, all that good stuff. Then I'm at work at seven. Get off around four thirty-five, four thirty to five. Mm -hmm. I finish my physical throughout that day. Mm -hmm. Tell myself I'm happy. And I give I'll bring bring the mic closer to your mouth real quick. A little closer. Or scoot that. A little bit. Right. Boom. Yeah, perfect. All right. I, I tell myself I have to get in the gym. It has to be done. It's mandatory. Mm -hmm. If not, I will, what do you call it? Will deteriorate. deteriorate. Everything yeah. I've worked for will deteriorate. Yeah. That's what, it. what you don't use, you lose. Yeah. yeah. What you don't use, you lose. Mm -hmm. And every day, I always like to say this. This is my favorite thing. The opposition. The opposition? The opposition. Explain that to there. us. The opposition. The opposition is whoever opposes you. Mm -hmm. 
It's the opposing force. Mm-hmm. It's the opposition. The opposition is out there every single day working hard to kill. To kill your hopes, mm-hmm. to kill your dreams, to take your positions, to take your opportunities. The opposition's always out there. Yeah. You may not see them working out at your gym. You may not see them running on you the same trail that you're running on. Yeah. But they're out there somewhere. That's fantastic. And they're training. Yeah. yeah. And they're training hard. And by the time you guys are at the same line ready to start the race, Who's going to be the one that gets it done? Yeah. Who's going to be the one that comes out on top? Yeah, that's who fantastic. Are gonna, who are they going to choose? Are they going to choose you mm-hmm. or your opposition? Mm-hmm. It's always going to be like that. Regardless if you want to put yourself in that position or not, it's going to come. Yeah. And the opposition will be there. Yeah. Yeah. So I wake up every day to work. I'm like, I have to go because there's opposition out there. Yeah. Regardless if it's some unknown person I don't know of, I'm, I'm chilling in, in and out or something with my friends. The opposition rolls in. Yeah. And they're they're they've been fed up with life, and their emotions are dragging the best of them. And they decide that day they want to stab some people in in yeah. and out. Will I be ready? Will the wolves be ready when you they're chose, at my you, door? You chose the wrong call. Like you chose the wrong in and out. You chose the wrong in and out because I have been ready and preparing for this yeah. moment. And uh, I can still die. I mean, you can still stab me, yeah. but I'm still saying. Well, I mean, as long as your courage. Yeah, I the courage but, is there. But the thing is. I would be the most prepared I could possibly be for that scenario yeah. in that moment mm-hmm. if I'm training every single day. What's up, what type of training do you do? Because I you told me that you you, uh-huh. you lost a lot of weight and you're looking fantastic, man. Thank you. Thank great, you. fucking try, great. Try, but try. uh, but you can do better though. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> there's always room for improvement. That's what I'm saying. There's always absolutely. room for improvement. Uh, but you were saying like you uh yeah. you you lost some weight, man. What yeah, what, yeah. Are, what are, what's like what type of diet are you on? What type of uh, uh PT routine? What type of like uh training routine you're on will give us some details about that so what i do specifically is in the morning i wake up i take my uh fish oil and my uh, weight loss pills which is called fuego mm-hmm. right now i don't i just started taking them like two three weeks ago mm-hmm. maybe two weeks ago i'm not too sure yeah pretty recently it's fairly new to me because mm-hmm. i hit my plateau i hit like 186 and i can't go below that for some reason yeah um but i wake up in the morning i immediately have a protein shake i take the pills with it mm-hmm. and then next thing you know at work i wait for my first break my first break i'll eat rice and chicken or rice and steak or rice it's some small little amount it's like a small portion like that it's like the size of a cup and a half yeah and i'll eat that then for lunch i'll have a protein shake and then the next break i'll have a which is two hours later everything is in two hour increments and then two hours later i'll have another rice and chicken after lunch yeah and then after that i'm off and then i'll take a my pre-workout head to the gym workout come back home another rice and chicken and then yeah. i'm going to sleep yeah just like that is that does that diet have like a name or something like because there's i know there's some like carnivore diet keto diet so is that a type of a uh, name that you have for it or no, no? no, no. it's just it's just uh i think just that you do. Try, I, it's to kickstart the metabolism they say yeah if you're especially if you're old oh you're, I see yeah you have to keep your body uh, mm. uh consuming calories like every two hours or yeah like yeah so yeah. just like that and it just keeps shredding so uh one thing that i've been doing and maybe you want to bring do this too but mm. <clears throat> have you heard of the carnivore diet? The what? The, the carnivore, car- carnivore diet? diet? Meat? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I've heard of it. I've, heard of I've it. been doing that for the last three weeks, man, and it is fucking fantastic. Mm-hmm. I, um, I, like I said, man, my last last three weeks have just been absolute focus. Like I would never, if I were on my old diet or old routine, I <laughs> yeah. would have never done this much work yeah. for a podcast ever in my life because I would have been too exhausted because I'm too tired because of my diet. <laughs> so. 
I would I would consume way too many carbs. The carbs is obviously it's a, a lot of with a, a, a glucose. I think it's or a, I think it's glucose. Yeah, and it increase and plus if you put a lot of food in your fucking stomach, you're gonna get tired. All the blood flow will go to your stomach. And a lot of that blood flow has a lot of energy, and the energy is all disposed yeah, to, yeah. and it, it causes a lot of uh, repercussions after that. So, what I do is like I I almost eat like two meals a day, and all it is is just meat and vegetables, and that's yeah, yeah. it. And my clarity is just through the like with caffeine and and doing that, and it, I mean like because that, that starvation type feeling is like is normal. Like it, it it tells your body like hey, I need to go seek food, but it's like survival type instincts. It's like yeah, yeah. I'm so clear headed that like. It's just crazy, man. It's it's yeah, just amazing. Yeah. Like a lot of acne that I had to deal with is gone. Like a lot of that is gone. And then when I work out, like a lot of veins are popping out. A lot of just like it, it just seems I, I'm a lot more fucking primal. If that makes sense, like yeah, a lot yeah. more. Like I can I'll fucking the, kill someone. You know, like You're in the zone. Like sometimes when I get like in the morning, I'll, I'll be. Just so you know, I didn't hear what he just said when he said he's kill someone. <laughs> I didn't. It's an expression. But uh, I, I'll be. Uh, the neighbors are but uh i will i will um yeah i'll get out of a cold shower and it'll be fuck like yeah. I'll, be, I'll put my body in shock and i'll i'll just it's like some type it's so mm-hmm. weird like the subprimal or like just the primal fucking mm-hmm. instinct to just like fuck dude you know like i'm yeah. gonna oh, like oh, like like you're on yeah. top of a mountain and you're just like oh, like that type shit like it's just, i've actually done that i've done it too and it's, a, it's the best feeling ever dude. it's like letting out it's like it's like a lion like you're letting it out it's just like all the Bro, fucking aggression and shit. <laughs> you were butt naked. So uh, tell us the story. Yeah, tell was, us now. Yes. If you guys ever get a chance, go to the Umpqua Hot Springs in Oregon mm-hmm. during the winter. Snow. Walk the snow for like two miles, two and a half miles. Tops. Mm-hmm. Nothing crazy. Nothing hardcore. Yeah. But they have the or not. It's not called the Umpqua Hot. Springs. Yeah, it is Hot Springs. It's the like the, the little uh, hot springs are like hot tubs. Nature's yeah. hot tubs. Yeah. But there I was in the snow in the mountains, right? And I'm just sitting in this hot tub, and it's snowing. It's snowing, bro. <laughs> and I'm in a hot tub in the middle of this mountain. And then there's a deck. Somebody built a deck right there, and I got out of it. And it's a it's a nude one, so I got out butt naked. I was holding on to my Johnson, <laughs> and I just looked over because you know, all you see is like a, it goes down into a gulch and then comes back up to another mountain. Yeah. So I'm looking down. I'm seeing the stream. I'm looking up, and I see the snow. I look at the other mountain, and it's covered with snow as well. I'm just like I'm on top of the world, and I just kept looking at it, and I was like, "Man, here I am, <laughs> in the midst of greatness, ready to be attained." Yeah, like yeah. this is it, mm-hmm. this is it. And I was hecka fat at the time, <laughs> but I was like, "Y'all motivated to get nude anytime I get the chance, and if I do, I better look good." You yeah, know, what I mean? yeah, like, yeah. yo, that's but, fucking cool, man. That's awesome. I mean that 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 moment is just it, like, especially after like struggling, yeah, like yeah. a struggle, like. And then you get through it, and it's so weird. Like I heard Joe Rogan talk about this for years. Like, yeah, like that 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 primal comes out, and he talks about like when he does like sober October and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like where where it's almost like cold blooded like thoughts. Like, and it's almost like kind of happening to me in a way. Like I, I'm not trying to fucking copy Joe Rogan or anything, but I'm just trying yeah. to instill like something better than me. Like better than mm-hmm. like I want to be something. I want to be bigger than some. Like I want to be bigger than me. Like I want to. I want to strive to do something way just something much greater and so that's why i like talking to people and talking yeah, to different yeah. men and that's why because the only way to learn is to be open-minded and, yeah. and be humbled and and learn from other people because other people there, there's a uh, another thing from the psychology of money that I, I like to use this analogy now because it's a 
it goes in reference to money, but it also explains a lot of like puts you in a different mindset of like open mindedness. But it says yeah, yeah. it goes by like uh zero point zero 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 one percent of uh money that you spend is eighty percent of your experience of money. So basically mm-hmm. what it is, it's like zero point zero zero one percent is you. But your experience with that <clears throat> that money that you have is only eighty percent of that of like your experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like it's it might that might be extremely confusing to understand. Yeah. But it puts you in a perspective that everyone has a different experience with money, and if you put that into life, everyone has a different experience, mm-hmm. and it, it doesn't matter like because you feel anger a different way than I feel anger. You feel yeah. sadness a different way than I feel sadness. So it's like everyone has a different experience in a little way and that little type of advantage can go into a big long way because imagine if you just turn that zero 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 or zero point zero 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 two percent and then yeah. you're you're one percent above the next person next to you yeah. and then it's like imagine that it's like that that type of experience or some type of like ideal is gonna it has to do some type of good right so yeah. that that's what my idea is behind it but uh Man, we're rolling into about two hours here. I don't want to keep. Oh, dang! I didn't. Even I, I, right I don't. I don't want to take so much, much more of your time, but I want to ask one question, and I love this question. I, I, I do it because it really brings out the experience in men, and it, it brings out like a lot of their uh um what's it? Oh, fuck, I'm doing this. Um, psychology and and sociology and They're stuff psych- like that. Yeah. So Lex Freeman asks this at the end of every every uh podcast and i think it's a great way to end it and i and it really sums everything up what is the meaning of life like what what you anthony alarcon what is the meaning of life to you what is the meaning of life after understanding that we're here to die right as david goggins says mm-hmm. the moment you take your first breath you're, you became eligible to die I see a start point and an end point. What do I do in between that? That's what matters. Mm-hmm. Right? I could be on my couch for the rest of my life, living great, playing the best video games I've ever seen in my life because they keep getting realer and realer every time. Yeah. Or I can go out there and I can live it. Mm-hmm. I've seen Call of Duty, how it gets. I've, I've, I've got out there. I've joined the army. I've shot the guns. I've, I've seen it. Yeah. You know, I've experienced it. I've seen movies where I've watched people work in an office. I've worked in an office. I've seen I've seen jobs where people are, are police officers. I want to be a police officer. Mm-hmm. It's it's you getting the chance to experience whatever it is you want to experience, whatever you see, whatever you find, whatever you like. Mm-hmm. But being able to get get it done instead of living vicariously through other people mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. So you see what you like and you chase it. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. So you're saying <clears throat> the pursuit of life, mm-hmm. like the experience that life brings is is the meaning is is uh trying everything that any a a person could possibly fucking Mm -hmm. try which i see you do every single day i see you do different things and that's i honestly think you'd be a fantastic businessman because like i I want to do it (laughs) so it's gonna happen eventually um when it comes to business and what i've been extremely uh locked in on is like there's a risk to reward ratio And you have to try everything. Like I said, there's only a small percentage of money that you've experienced, a very, very mi- microscopic size of money that you've ever experienced. So 
you have to try everything. Exactly. And I see you try everything. Every, every fucking thing I can think of. Mm-hmm. You do like a podcast, YouTube, Instagram. I'm going to be the funny guy on TikTok. I'm going to do this. <laughs> I'm going to do that. I'll do anything. I'll be fucking the pastor. I'll be the police officer. I'll be the fucking electric man. But like the thing is, is if you expose yourself to all those things, and, and that bird is in a beautiful moment. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you expose yourself to all those things, yeah. I can only see you becoming the greatest man you've ever, the greatest man ever to ever live, man. I honestly do. Thank I mean, you, thank you. I, as long as as long as you, as long as we keep this path, and as long as we fucking yeah. maintain course mm-hmm. and fucking keep the trajectory and on all those ideologies and and, yep. and what we spoke about today. Um, yeah, dude, I, I I think you're gonna be fucking great. I thank think you, I think you. I think we'll. I don't see why, just I don't see why we wouldn't be great, you know. Yeah, but I, I look forward to seeing what God allows us to accomplish in our future. Yeah. So yeah. is there is there any any quote anything that you want to leave with us today? Any, anything that Anthony Alarcon that could uh for this podcast for this this episode that we conspired of of just absolute everything we can think of. I like, ladies and gentlemen, if you're watching this, look at this. We have a <laughs> list of questions that we can still answer, but. It's we are two hours in, and I don't want to take this take muff this God given man's time, you know. But yeah, Tony, if, if there's anything that you want to leave with us today, what is that, man? I, I want I want to be inspired. I want to be I want to become a better man after we're done with this conversation. Okay. There's three categories. All right. All right. Some people are born great. Mm-hmm. Some people are achieve greatness, and some people have greatness thrust upon them. Mm-hmm. Chase greatness, whichever lane that is for you. And let's get this ball rolling. Let's fucking do it, baby. Let's roll hey, let's get it done. Man, I love you, brother. I thank you, you for well. coming, man. You you are absolutely part of my circle. Absolutely gonna be if I if I ever have a battle that I need to be fought with, I'm calling okay. I'm calling you, brother. So I live like ten minutes with no. <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, I, I appreciate you coming. I appreciate you fucking enjoying I I, I don't have a lot of conversations like this with yeah. anyone. And so I, I am absolutely blessed to have you in my life man and, you, I, and i appreciate you coming and having a conversation with me you, uh so if you want you can tag your your podcast tag your socials tag anything man give give, give uh, it to them so that they, uh, they can come and enjoy your your beautiful motivation uh, uh, thank you thank you so uh if you like getting yelled at a lot uh my podcast <laughs> is called yelling at the mic yelling as in y-e-l-l-i-n apostrophe uh, at the mic uh, you can just go on there and hear me yell at you and i teach you how to be a better person I'm only three episodes in, so don't think it's anything crazy. You hey, can I'm binge, too, so. but go check it out. Um, my Instagram is is Tony dot Y A T M, which is like Tony yelling at the mic. This will, this will all be in the form. description too. Yeah. So the, so, so don't 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 feel like you need to write this down. It'll yeah. be on the screen. It'll be on the description. And everything. Um, but yeah, man, appreciate you having you. Now go out there, y'all, yeah. and achieve greatness at all costs. Let's go. That's what I'm talking about. All, all right. right, see you later.